Oh, cesspool of cinema. I was going to do my Ross impression. I don't know what it's going to be. I can't get the voice. <clears throat> Ooh. From the cesspool of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I like... Well, okay. I'm, I'm not even mad about that. I, I mean, I wouldn't be. That was like... That was good. That was like spot on. Not the chuddle. Chuddle. This movie sounds awful. I'm sorry, guys. Surprise! Whoa. Hundred butts. Kinky. Creepy pasta. Please. Doing us. You can't say Teddy Spaghetti three times or else. Don't mention his name. Pasta cult. A Ouija version of the stranger. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey. hey. Out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Hello. And welcome to a brand new episode of Chuddle the Pod, where three best friends take a look at the curious world around us. And what do I mean about the curious world around us? Well, we sit here, put our webcams on, look at each other for a little bit, and we uh, we uh, mm-hmm. talk about, I don't know, everything, anything that comes uh-huh. to our mind that uh, uh-huh. deals in the grisly and ghoulish and the gruesome mm-hmm. and the, the gnarly and yeah. history and music and movies and stories alike. So... That's what we do, That's and we invite you yeah. into that journey with us. And those beautiful voices that you hear chiming in are my two lovely co-occupants. So let's head over to Ross first, that beautiful, beautiful Ross, that Chuddle the Ross. You can find him at Chuddle the Ross on Instagram, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah last, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Hasn't changed. Have yeah. Haven't changed it. Great. Uh, how are you doing? How are things? You know, things are good. Things uh, are good. The the things uh, haven't really turned into stuff. I'm not going to use that same bit no, again. We, yeah, 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 thank you. Thank you. Too much continuity. Yeah, actually, really not too bad. Uh, I had a blast watching the film I had to watch for this episode. That's uh, good. Fa- oh, fantastic! That's I mean, fun. you know, I mean, it I'm most sure we'll get into sure. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, this one was this was. Uh, mm. Mm, gentlemen gentlemen so good it honestly made me think of uh i don't know why but it just made me think of when we all lived together i maybe it was because of the amount of action figures that were in our house communitively or is that Uh, random like alien dude that lived with us for a little bit too maybe that's why oh that could be it uh it also could be the amount of cosplayers that just randomly showed up to the house and we're talking about random. They would just show up. We were like, a, I know. To this day, I have no idea who they were. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good to hear that you're doing well and had a fun time with the movie. I know I did. And like we said, we're going to get into that. Uh, oh, yeah. Ross is going to be up first this this beautiful evening or morning or whenever you're listening to it. Ross will be doing it first. So mm. why why don't we mix it up a little bit? Well, we're going to let Sam just sit by while I go next. Wow. What? I'll what? sandwich myself in there. I'm doing well. I know you were going to ask me it. I'm doing well, no, Ross. Thank you for thinking it. Um, <laughs> Thank I, you for the mental. <laughs> you can follow me at Shuttle the Brian with a Y on Instagram and Twitter. Why? Why not? Because why not? God damn it. I screwed it up. <laughs> no, 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 it was fine. How does it go? It was good. What's it supposed to be? I still don't know. Chuddle the Brian well, he... with a Y, because why not? And it's supposed mm. to just be a little bit flow, flowier, more, more fluid, water-like, fluid. That's yeah. the word for when you know water's flowy. <laughs> <laughs> watery water, watery water, flowy water. Water, water. I'm yeah. doing well. Um, you know, at the time of recording this, 
I'm, I'm going to mention it. It is a downer. Bob Saget passed away a few days ago. So that was just like surprising. Oh, my God. And I only mention mm-hmm. it because, you know, Full House was very, I guess, important in my house growing up. I watched a lot of that. I have the box set, yeah. you know, in the shape yeah, of the house. Sure like, I, yeah, I do. <laughs> you got the box set that looks like the house. That's exactly. Cool. I have all yeah, the individual so cool. ones. I remember asking for it for like uh uh christmas or something from my parents one year and they're like that this this is what you want and, <laughs> and i'm like yeah they're like i was probably what like 22 at the time yeah, whenever like, they yeah. started coming out on dvd <laughs> we're in yeah. our early 20s i was like well yes of course i want this i need to have of course this, i so. need to see every single episode yeah yeah, yeah so. i was again i was petrified <laughs> because when i got that tech when we the group text about what had happened um i was literally across the street because I was at from the, what, from the, what, what where, do you mean? from where Bob, Bob Saget died. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. I was in, I was in downtown, not in downtown. I was off of I Drive because <laughs> I was seeing the Van Gogh exhibit, and I see it, and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm like right here. Oh god, hmm. suspicious, that is crazy. Yeah, and you're bringing it very up on the, suspicious. yeah, very suspicious, Ross. Why, why were you going to bring that put up? Yourself this further is... than from across the street, yeah. if you're. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Excuse me, gentlemen, just because I was dressed as a bellhop does not mean I did anything nefarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you had that outfit for a reason. This one, I guess, you know, a special shout out to, to Bob Saget, you know, for mm-hmm. for yeah. your, your Danny Tanner years, your America's Funniest Home Videos and everything beyond that. You know, a lot of people like his appearance on Half-Baked. You know, I like oh, his yeah. rap. Wasn't there? Remember the Bob Saget rap? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, there was. Wasn't that with Jamie Kennedy? Jamie Kennedy. Yes. Yeah. Bring it back to Jamie Kennedy. I went and saw Bob Saget with my wife in um, where we used to live, and that was that was a fun experience. I was really loud and loving it. So he was like, "Hey, this guy's mm-hmm. having a great time." He called me out, <laughs> Dude, <that's awesome. laughs> and then he was like, "And and you are you two together?" I think he asked if we were lovers. So that was fun. Mm. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Well, it's, like, it's just there's he's one of the few comedians that generally every story about him is just positive and amazing. And like all of the stuff I've been reading on mm-hmm. articles of just about his passing was just about how rad of a person he was. And right. how utterly vulgar and amazing he was. Yeah, also. yeah. So that's that's fun. Of that. Hopefully, we can live up to that kind of legacy of just being like you know, <laughs> oh, they were all nice but very vulgar, super vulgar, <laughs> pleasant people, just kind of gross. Yeah, <laughs> and a little gross at times. Just a little gross. Weird uh, chuttle about them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You really don't know what to name it, so we we're just gonna get the market on that. Chuddle's gonna be like mm-hmm. gross. People are gonna start saying that. Probably, like, yeah, it's like yeah. gross, funny. It's like the new um, Grody. Um, <laughs> to date Chuddle, ourselves, the new Grody. <laughs> right? Has there anything been like really good since that one? That other voice <laughs> that was was quiet for a mysterious time, and then came back in the with a, the, the thunderous boom. It's Sam, boom. you can find him at Chuddle the Sam on Instagram and Twitter. How you doing? I'm doing very well. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's great to have you here forever. Mm-hmm. I had a uh, fun moment this week Did you? where I believed in ghosts and the supernatural or psychics. I don't know what for half a second when my butthole just <laughs> sucked right up. <laughs> Ooh. I was uh, changing my son. He's two and a half. And he said, 
daddy's gonna get hit by a car and daddy's gonna die (laughs) 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 oh my gosh Uh, excuse me but then was he like looking directly at you and like his voice oh yeah he was looking me in the face and for a second all my cynicism melted away and i thought what is happening? And I what? asked him to repeat it. He said, Dad's going to die. And I said, <laughs> called my wife. said, uh, Sam, he just said this to me. And she was like, oh, we're in the parking lot. And I told him he can't run out into the road because he could get hit by a car and die. And I was like, it's an interesting thing to have told him. That's super um, heavy. That's super heavy to yeah, put on a 10-year-old. Not that, well, I mean, he has no idea what it no, means. No, no. But he has since repeatedly, almost daily, told me I'm going to die. So that's a fun thing that's <laughs> Dude, happening that's in my amazing. life right now. I was going to say, he's <laughs> getting all the letters Daddy. I'm sending to the house. Daddy, you're going to die, Daddy. <laughs> yeah. He, he is a little British boy. He's like, Daddy's going to die. I'm like, no. Well, eventually one day, but don't worry about it. You know what? For, let's talk about <laughs> well, yeah, something Yeah, let's else. not get into this. <laughs> <laughs> That's for There's another really time. No point anyway. <laughs> does well, that's that's interesting anyway, so story. That's fun. Yeah, I mean, that's fantastic that um, you know, maybe you uh, uh, took a gander into the the supernatural world for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I pierced the veil for a moment. Exactly, mm-hmm. I had fun with that. That's that's great. And so, as always, you can follow. I guess all of us. That's the other thing to do. That's the thing we would like the most. Follow all of us. Our collective consciousness that is at chuddle the pod on instagram and yes. twitter but hit that instagram up instagram yeah because yeah. because that's where we'll be that's where we'll 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 interact with you that's where we'll take your suggestions for movies for stories for histories and mysteries and all the like and sort and such would you rather yeah. would you rather mm-hmm. those would be kind of like the best, I think, right now. <laughs> That's better than anything else. Uh, everything else, I mean, yeah, we we have like we we know things, but we we want to hear what you guys want and what you want from us. So that would be that'd be fun. That'd be great. So be so hit all us those up, Ross heads and all the, Bry guys and Sam fiends. There it is. Now. There it is. Wow, he's putting the labels on you, ladies and gentlemen, and I mm. love it. so as we mentioned ross is going to be going up first tonight where we're going to be talking about the movie psycho gorman and i believe sam goes in between there to uh Mm -hmm. you know uh get a little sandwich in with uh some history of some words one word in particular uh, one word that is a phrase yeah like a phrase i don't have a name for this it's not like necessarily a whoa something's gnarly thing it's just like a Fun little tidbit that maybe we could like talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Typical Sam with is kind of has a name that. for the segment. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've had the whoa, so and so was gnarly for a while. You right. just I haven't just, recognized that. You're, you're right. Well, <laughs> I don't you better I don't recognize. Feel, I feel like we need to get a better soundbite of that. We gotta, we gotta workshop how to turn that into a good. You know, we need to get it's you the theme every song. Every time, that's the problem. Well, we, we gotta figure out the, the 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 theme behind it. This is off air stuff. We'll do it in the next meeting. Yeah, yes. yeah. And I will finish us all off. <laughs> 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 yeah. All okay. right. All right. Continue. 
And that's it. I will do that. That's and that's how the podcast ends, ladies that's and gentlemen. Cool. <laughs> Short podcast tonight. <laughs> exactly. And I'm gonna it's all virtual stuff too. So we got these oh. new like VR sets Ooh. that we're gonna it's gonna be fun. Virtual be fun. stuff. I will be ending it tonight with uh part one. I'm going into another two parter into a deep dive of Poppy. Ooh. The the artist, Ooh. uh persona Poppy. singer, all Man, of it. I- there. <laughs> I am, You're welcome. I'm, I'm poppy. I'm poppy. I am so enthralled. I'm excited I'm because there's yeah. good, there's 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 fun things. It's all interesting stuff to talk about. So we're I gonna be so, going. I have so into questions. that very soon. And before all that, we're gonna go into a break, and we'll be right back with that break. And we're back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsors for those kind words of encouragement. So as we mentioned before the break, we're going to jump into Ross's video roundup with his next segment, which is the video roundup, where we're going to talk about a movie (laughs) in the video roundup. And I'm just, I'm excited about this here. So I'm kind of at a loss for words, video roundup. And we're just going to go and head on over to Ross's video roundup. Well, hey there, buckaroos. Welcome for another video roundup with your pal, Ross. Spoilers ahead. Have you ever wondered what a Lifetime movie would be if it was directed by Guar? Because I've got a movie for you. (laughs) From the cesspool of cinema, the deep cosmos of film comes 2020s psycho gore man mm-hmm. a literal mm-hmm. mind fuck splatter fest that's it that's the entire review that's that's all i need to add. No, honestly, oh, that's all wow. I need to that was real okay. very short how many fingers uh it was you almost got it out of me <laughs> yeah. so interesting psycho. that you call it a, a, a lifetime <laughs> <laughs> movie with just like gore and and man um i i well, well, i i've never seen a lifetime movie you you watch a bunch of them don't you i yes recently uh within like i think covid times maybe even before that uh the wife and i were definitely watching a lot of lifetime but more specifically like the uh the murder ones not necessarily like the lovey dovey hallmarky type stuff yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, totally this uh, is so um... yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't know if i agree with that (laughs) it's oh man uh no i mean it is it's incredibly ridiculous i feel like this is like a um this is an accumulation of uh, like war video calvin and hobbs and a um a mixture of like a family dynamic movie that just mm-hmm. went completely off the rails this is a fun ride gentlemen it was indeed it was very fun yeah ride. and i yeah. like and for a non-rated movie it did not uh disappoint with the amount of gore and insane violence in this movie the ca- oh for a movie named psycho gore man it did not disappoint not, the level did of not gore. disappoint yeah. at the, all the title right there is it better be a lot it should get more it, than it, enough oh absolutely so you guys are probably curious on what is psycho gore man psycho gore man is the just amazing story of two children 
brother and sister Mimi and Luke, who unwittingly unleash a galactic overlord and eventually one of their best friends in this over-the-top oh. splatterfest that is 2020's Psycho Goreman. Uh-huh. Uh, this is also really fun because... Dude, it's like watching all the cutscenes from like Power Rangers, but if it was just kind of coherent, like the the amount of rubber suits in this film mm-hmm. is I loved it. dude, yeah, it it's so good, wonderful. A um, <laughs> so this before getting into the, the nitty gritty, uh, the total budget for this film was just about uh, was it eight million five hundred Canadian, so about uh oh wait. Five dollars American. Five dollars American. No, no, no. This was this was just under. Uh, let's see, six hundred and seventy thousand U.S. dollars. And I fucked up the first time because it was eight hundred and fifty, not eight million. That was what? What? Well, uh, oh, Canadian wow. dollars? That's did really you say? Cheap. Where's this movie from? Did I pick another Canadian? Movie? <laughs> oh, I look Jesus. like I did. Jeez. Oh, I let the cat out of the bag. Damn it! Die, you yes. Are- Always trying to get me. I just, you know what? I uh, I have to now. This is going to be kind of an ongoing thing. It'll be the un. No, in the future, I'm going to look it up. So I, I, I so hold hold veto it right away. It. <laughs> veto yeah. it. Not by my beaver tail. So that entire uh, budget, fifty thousand of it was for creature effects. That's a surprised it wasn't more. That's amazing. Like for yeah, fi- only- like <laughs> all. I don't want to say it only costs fifty thousand, but it only costs fifty thousand to get that much creature effects. That's a lot, and it's a lot of creature effects. I mean, there's a new creature or monster Mm -hmm. or bad guy in this like every fifteen minutes from start to finish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We get the beautiful '80s sci-fi intro of space and red gothic text just scrolling up. Mm. Oh yeah, which kind of gives you, which kind of gives you a. uh, I also, it's like most other '80s movies where, it, like, it gives you enough information that you're like, "Huh," but not enough information you'd be like, "What?" It, it's huh? perfect. I, my, I, I don't know why my the reaction I had to what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I think I get what you're saying because at first I'm like, "Here we go," text on the screen right away. But I'm like, "Wait, it, it's it's fitting a very a theme that just and it's working." So I was like, all right, I'm on board with this. I think I know where they're totally. going already. I, I feel mm-hmm. I feel it. All right. Yeah. You already know. Yeah. You're like, you're kind of like, okay, what kind of movie are you going to get to? And then you're like, this is okay. So this is the flavor of ice cream they've got. Totally cool. And then it just kicks to Mimi and Luke in their backyard playing crazy ball. <laughs> which <laughs> I really do thoroughly love the humor in this movie. Mm-hmm. All of the dynamics with the family, I think, are fantastic because you have like this like epic, crazy mm-hmm. music playing, and then the shot from like if you're one of the parents from yes. inside the house, yes. and it's just them spinning around in circles and just like just t- screaming at each other, and like <laughs> it's just it's amazing. So Crazy Ball uh, is probably the I mean I compare this to Calvin and Hobbes so much I think the dad reminds me a lot of the dad from Calvin and Hobbes which is how cynical and you know uh, some of like the weird one-liners he says were like the uh, hey dad are there monsters well I mean honestly people are the real monsters so yes in that sense monsters do exist 
I believe I know, it, yeah. That was amazing. In a lot of ways, <laughs> humans are the real monsters. That was one of the many quotes I wrote down from this movie. There's so many good quotes in this movie. So yeah, Crazy Ball was just like, it just reminded me of Calvin Ball, or maybe just because I'm such a huge Calvin Hobbes fan. It's just like, she, it, the Mimi reminds me of like just a, a female version of Calvin throughout all these just weird adventures. I also do like the fact that during the game that her brother loses and he has to dig his own grave. And not in a joking haha sense that you actually see this coal and it's like six feet deep. And that mm-hmm. is where we find the convoluted coffin of mm-hmm. the Supreme Overlord. Where um, I know that, the, God, man, you see the Galactic Council and you see them with all of their different uh, robot attachments and brains and a bunch of other stuff. I just think it's amazing that the lock on this thing was a Simon Says puzzle. Like it was like, I figure without the light up. They say later in the film, they're like, we worked so, so hard, hard to like make that like <laughs> impenetrable. They must and be smarter <laughs> than me or smarter than all of us, mm-hmm. which I yeah, find highly like, unlikely. Didn't they just pull it off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, press, yeah, like Mimi's just pressing buttons. So then it pops out this gemstone. And, uh, yeah, then the whole coffin starts, um, uh, well, yeah, yeah, they unleash the ultimate evil of the universe out, uh, slowly but surely, but they tried covering up by kind of like, you know, digging, uh, uh putting more dirt on it. Then we fill go, in the hole. They fill in the hole. So we get, to, well, we already said the quote about the monsters, but that is just fantastic. The Morris Code also in this film. I like the fact of the Morris Code. And not only that, it's like a brother and sister communication that the mom knows it enough to tell them to shut the fuck up. Yeah. (laughs) I also like that there's, I mean, it's clearly not Morse code. Like they're, they're knocking and talking to each other, but it would take so long to tap out the things they say to each other. Yeah. It's it's like, like, it's totally not Morse code. Sounds that are words, you know, like one knock. It's fun. Oh, totally. Dude. Like this family has so much character. That, like, as a unit, it's just so... Oh, man. Like... I was very impressed by that. Especially as it went on, I ended up being, like, disappointed in the dad character. Because you like him so much at the beginning. But then the family dynamics just end up being, like, so, so much more interesting and, like, real than you would expect Mm, for a movie like this. Yes. All the characters are so outlandish, but so real, I guess. Because it kind of reminds me of a few aspects of how, like, my parents and I interacted when I was young. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know. I, I don't really know if that's a positive or a negative. We'll figure that out by the end of the movie. Well, little Ross, in a lot of ways, humans are the real monsters. And then your dad, like, scares the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. Mom just rolls her eyes as you say it. Oh, my God. As he says it. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, there may or may not be people out to kill you. It's totally fine, honey. Now just go to sleep. Well, you know who doesn't sleep? Fucking Psycho Gorman. Well, he doesn't really have a name as of right now, but we're just going to refer to him as Psycho Gorman. Um, this he's the Archduke of Nightmares, right? The uh, yes, the that, Archduke that's what of people call well, him, but like his name, him. Like, yeah, because he like didn't have a name, like because he was just so horrible, he couldn't even have a name or something. Yeah, my presence is beyond description, and then yeah. he goes, "Others, oh, my enemies called me the Archduke of Nightmares." <laughs> if you need to call me something, it's Chad. It's Chad. <laughs> Uh, I like to be called uh, Peter for right now on. We get to see this crazy uh, creature monster. Go- this suit took so long to put on and to take off. I'm sure. Uh, what uh, Matthew Nineber? 
didn't review the names beforehand, so I apologize way ahead of time. Matthew Nineber, uh, he was the first person to show up and the last one to leave every yeah, single day. Because, I mean, this thing's sense. a ginormous bodysuit, man. I mean, like, if you think of, like, key prime Power Rangers monsters, that's pretty much the level of rubber and stuff that you're going to get throughout this. Except for mm-hmm. some, there's some pretty interesting characters. But you get to see a, oh, a couple, yeah, by like a few hundred. Gorman wakes up and he fucks up a bunch of junky burglars by force sucking two of them into his arms and then he fucking rips their heads off like completely. Uh, And then he gets to the other guy and the guy's like, I don't want to (laughs) die. And he's like, okay. So he turns him into an eternal pain Highlander. Like, when you get back <laughs> to says, him... then live forever. Yeah. And it's like, he goes like, oh, like, fuck, shit's sparking out. And then when you go back to him, when maybe you look at, uh, uh, go back to this, uh, I guess warehouse? it's the warehouse. warehouse. Yeah, we'll call it I, a I think warehouse. They, they, they allude to the fact it was a shoe factory for three seconds at the end of the movie, which makes no sense. Uh, yeah. When the dad's like, yeah. The old shoe factory. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. It's shoe a shoe factory. factory. Shoe factory. <laughs> you, when they go to see him, he's, his eyes are perpetually rolling in the back of his head yeah, eternally. He's just screaming. Like, <laughs> we'll get back to him in a second. So the parents find this giant fucking pit in the backyard, and they... Uh, Kind of, I'll pin it all on the dad. And the dad works for two seconds. Go, oh my god, my fucking wrist. My hand. Uh. <laughs> they pin it on him to fill in the hole. Not that he made the hole. Not that he made the hole. Don't. I like his quote of "Don't even look at me. It yeah. hurts that bad." Oh, don't even look at it. It hurts. <laughs> don't even look at it. It hurts. The one-liners from I think, in a lot of respects, the dad is my favorite human character. In like one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Uh, that man getting startled throughout the entire film. I've never laughed that hard at someone's distress. In my, I peed a little, honestly. There's a few oh. scenes that I've just pediddled. And it diaper was, warning. Di- everybody, diaper warning. So they leave to that. The kids go searching for the grave ghoulie, who they don't even know what the hell it is. Uh, I love the fact that Mimi's the muscle in the relationship. And... <laughs> that Luke is kind of just like the to-go dude. Uh, so they find the warehouse armed uh, with a Home Alone style. I don't... I've rewound it like four times and I can't hear what she's saying and my subtitles weren't working. It's that weird murder ball. I can't get them to work either. Like, it's like a murder ball? Oh, yeah. It's like all the mm-hmm. weapons the glued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Straight out of Home Alone and fantastic and I really wish they would make that on Etsy. You could be the one. Like, oh my god! I don't know totally if you're true. allowed to sell a murder ball on Etsy. I mean, I wouldn't call it a murder ball. I would be like um, oh. replica, psycho Gorman prop, prop, quote yeah, unquote, exactly. Rep- yeah, ball. works. <laughs> <laughs> so they, so they uncover the undying junkie and the galactic overlord. I love the fact the ongoing joke of this thing. His giant fucking monologues. Of just murder and mayhem yes. and destruction. <laughs> and Mimi and Luke don't give two fucks about any of his stories. And I just love that. I love the fact that he's so goddamn serious all the time. Especially I this- love the way he talks. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so funny. It's so right? ridiculous. It, it could be one line. It could be a monologue. Whatever it is. It's just so over the top and funny. It reminded me of... Uh, 
um what like clive barker like uh he's like uh, he's like hellraiser <laughs> yeah yeah he's like totally. he's got he's got like some definitely like pinhead vibes so uh mm-hmm. during like the middle of this fucking monologue he's doing mimi cuts that shit down and here is the plot twist ladies and gentlemen the gem she took controls him so now he's fucking super pissed and she's now got this fucking power in her hands mm-hmm so they kind of like, you know, start playing around with it, uh, you know, picking up the brother, spinning him around a bunch until he almost pukes. Uh, in doing so, he accidentally jo- jolts and bumps into uh, forever eternal painful junkie. <laughs> no, that was my masterwork. And just the gore, guys. Like, this is he, just like the beginning of it. He knocks over the guy who's eternally th- <laughs> yes, in just... suffering and he splatters. Uh-huh. And when that happens, Psycho Gorman says that. He's like, no, that was my masterwork. Like, he was so proud of this <laughs> and then piece like, that he had done. A fe- like, at a, po- a fucking piece of jaw in the goddamn man goo mm-hmm. just goes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, like, dies. That oh, was God. so good. The practical effects I in this movie are bit. so good. Like, just so fucking good phenomenal so they go through a bunch of names and they wind up going dun 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 psycho goreman pg for short what a fun pg and this movie is nothing at all of like a pg movie right no yeah so they pick psycho goreman because archduke of nightmares was just like so last week they also go into his uh uh i don't even know how to describe this because i didn't catch it till the last time uh and it has nothing to do with the plot whatsoever uh, Mimi's bye at the scene where they leave him for the first time she starts saying bye and then you hear her for a solid like two minutes and it's just her saying bye I think it has to be the longest bye in cinematic history and I never caught it maybe because I had just smoked before the first time watching this but it was the fu- I, dude I, I laughed so hard I, she goes I she literally goes bye Oh yeah, and it's. I mean, I I struggled with Mimi a bit. I uh, did like, as well. I love the movie, and I don't want to say anything about a child actor. She may have been directed this way. I don't know, but her dude, she's such a jerk. Overacting every single thing she did kind of drove me nuts. It's the one detriment to this movie, in my opinion. <laughs> yes, yes, I would say the some of the. Some of the acting in this movie is not necessarily the best. It's not the worst. But I, it's not you can the... get away with that. It was right. only her, and I really tried. I wanted to get past it because I didn't want to be on a podcast talking about how I didn't like a little girl's acting in the movie. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> no, I think I, a lot of that, um, I had my issues with that the first time I watched it. I think like by the second or third time, I think it's more of an act, like it's more of the acting direction. Because she's supposed to be, like, a maniac. Like, she's supposed to be kind of, like, a, just a weird... Like, they even call her a maniac a few times in the movie and, like, a weirdo and stuff like that. I think it's just how the character's supposed to be. But it is. Like, there are certain scenes that just get super jarring. The way she turns her head sometimes is, like, overdone. There's a part where they're at a restaurant and she eats a burger. And the way she takes a bite out of a burger, it's like she's miming eating a burger and really needs people to understand what she's doing <laughs> it is so like i i'm hope i'm definitely gonna rewatch it so hopefully i'll get past it eventually but. oh yeah 
<laughs> Sam, something about some about it. It's okay. It's okay, Sam. We get our first look at the Galactic Council full of really fun kooky yeah. aliens. Uh this is great. Uh, I liked mm-hmm. I liked uh robot skin face brain man in the tube. Oh yeah, oh, me weird. too. I love that guy. I thought he was with fantastic. the eyeballs on the brain yes. and like the teeth and in the, the brain. Teeth and, yeah. We also get a look at um, Templars, which is, I guess, another uh, main dominant uh, race of uh, creatures. And they are fucking sick looking. They look like some like weird anime Gundam, like bio but totally. like trimmed, weird. I... Like stone almost? Yes. Like a stone version of that? If you dip, like, uh, if you mecked the fuck out of... Uh, Archangel from X-Men, but not like Apocalypse Four Horsemen style. Just everything's meddled out with like weird visors. And so that's the vibe I was getting. It was super, super, super mm-hmm. 80s anime. Kind of, uh, she's the Pandora is her name. And she is like kind of a baddie. She's a goodie, but a baddie. Totally. Like she's the lesser she's the than baddie. baddie because, I mean, obviously Psycho Goreman is the worst thing in the fucking universe. I like that he's literally the worst thing in the universe. And we're rooting for him over the second shittiest thing in the universe, which is the mm-hmm. Templars and this, like, overly religious zealot kind of, like, uh, 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 race that kind of, like, slaves everyone. And just prove how fucking gross she is. Her little minion, which I don't... I never caught the thing's name. Like, that little weird, like, beep, beep, like the head on the tube, like the pill body that came out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just fucking materializes uh, just a random earthling that she turns yeah. into a meat cube, yeah. smashes the meat cube, rubs it on her face like a fucking toddler, and morphs into... She see her starting to change, and then it's like her... her it's her human, ca- you know. She turns into the person that... She ate? Was just or meat she rubbed, box. Meat yeah. box, yeah. She did some sort of meat box power to, you know, make her look like a human. Yes. yes. Classic meat box power. Classic, classic meat box. We go back to Psycho Goreman, Mimi, Luke, and poor, poor Alistair. Fuck, dude. Alistair gets ha. so too <laughs> fucking <laughs> Alistair. Oh, Alistair. <laughs> Alistair, dude. It's our first impression. It's our Franklin of the movie. It is. <laughs> oh, dude. It's. Oh, my God. So we get our first introduction to him. And this guy, like, I like, I love his character for the fact that this motherfucker straight up did not want to do anything. Like, he's, he's like, nope, whole, whole bag of nope. Like, a whole fucking huge bag of nope for everything. And he's, like, one of the most logical characters. I mean, he goes and hangs out with, right? I don't remember him not wanting to hang out. Oh, no, no, no. He's just like, no, because Mimi is like obsessed with him. So he's super uncomfortable right. around Mimi. He only hang, wants to hang around Luke. And then the second Goreman hits the scene, he's like, I'm, I'm okay, guys. I don't need to do this. Like the second meet around where he's like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go. Is that okay? We're- I think that's because he didn't want to be around Mimi is what I thought. I was like, yeah, I don't blame you. Get out of there, kid. Oh, totally. <laughs> no. I th- yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it was kind of a mix between the two of uh, mm-hmm. Goreman and Mimi. But I love when he first meets Goreman, though, and they go to leave him watching TV. And Alistair says, well, it was nice meeting you. And PG says, it would be nicer if you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just stops and goes, okay, bye. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, yeah, so I love how Gorman wants everyone dead and just 
just murder. He goes, he's always like, as soon as I can, I will kill you and you will die a thousand torturous things until your mind turns to insanity, goop. And so funny. I love when he goes to tell the story of his past and he says, God, what does he say? I have the quote actually. Um, it's something along the lines of, you know what? I'll tell you exactly. He says, uh, it's a tale bathed in the blood of a million dead memories. And that just really got me. It was like, he can't even, no. he can't do anything without making just it gory and ridiculous. Right. Gory and over the top. Also, one of my favorite lines of the fucking movie comes in this scene where they hand him all the magazines. He goes, it's full of mm. hunky boys. And he goes, I do not care for hunky boys. Or do I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he loves his hunky boys. He fucking oh, yeah. loves there's, his hunky boys. I, I was looking online and there's a bunch of different like VHS copies of this. You can get in different things. And one of the... Uh, special editions you can get is the hunky boys edition oh that's awesome i would love to check that out so gorman goes back into the the history of his life so he was a uh, slave on the planet gygax uh to the templars and the templars are basically domineering different races all over the universe and kind of putting them under this structural order so he discovers the gem of (laughs) i've been trying to pronounce this thing like three or four times it is the gem of Perizactyke? Perizactyke, I think is the name of it. And I he don't becomes have it in front of me. Yeah, no, no, it. trust me. I was, I, yeah, it was something weird. And then he becomes King Shit of Fuck Mountain, and uh, he becomes like the supreme fucking power in the universe, like automatically. It's like finding, it's he, compl- he just, um, he Mario starred himself, but permanently. Yeah, that's a right. good, very good. Way, way to put it. Yeah, he went bloop, bloop, bloop. And then this montage of just some of the fucking hilarious shots of him conquering the universe. My favorite being the giant robot he's controlling crushing huts. For whatever reason, there's <laughs> oh, all yes. these distances. <laughs> and they're like CG. And there's just one scene where it's just a fucking model fucking huts. And it's just a big fucking like puppet robot just crashing things down. So good. So good. <laughs> it was nice to meet you. It would be nicer if you were dead. God, what a fucking great line. <laughs> Spirits of the Electroverse, hear me now. Send word of my awakening. Spirits of the Electroverse feels like it should be a band name. Mm, totally. Absolutely. Especially after the TV starts bleeding. I also really like the fact, and this is kind of an ongoing thing for the rest of this movie, nothing gets explained. You just have to take everything at face value that there are spirits in the Electroverse and things. You assume there's a lore there that makes it work without explaining it. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my god. Psycho gets called to the fucking, the parent's house. So he he calls on the, the paladins of obsidian yes right yes so he calls on to his basically he calls his posse up and he's like hey guys i'm fucking out of the pen uh could you guys pick me up like wait we gotta can we figure some shit out i need you to yeah he's like i need you to come kill a little girl and take the gem back <laughs> exactly yes <laughs> so mimi calls psycho to the house which is just insane and goddamn poor fucking alistair gets turned into <laughs> A eyeball brain monster with tentacles. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure what it is, but it's amazing, and I love it. I love, yeah, <laughs> he's just so fucking good. And then, Why uh, did that happen exactly? I, I looked away for a second, and I... We didn't really see it. The so way it's edited, he, you don't... You don't really see, like, him getting turned into it. It Mimi was pissed that Alistair didn't want to play with her. Okay. And he brings up the fact of like, well, you know, I was able to seduce like this with my power for this kingdom. Like, would you like me to do the same thing? Okay. And she's like, I don't, well, maybe, I don't know. And she goes, fuck it, just do it. And then he goes, Bleh! and he just starts smiling, laughing maniacally and turns this like 11 year old okay. kid into the, <laughs> this brain monster. But you don't see it happen. It like cuts to the inside or something after she says yes. yes. And he's about yes. Right, 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 right. I just didn't know back. the reasoning why it all of a sudden happened. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was supposed to make him play the game, Crazy Ball. <laughs> <laughs> yes somehow it ended up doing that <laughs> gotcha this is when both the parents get to meet psycho Goreman for the first time and i just okay so as over the top as mimi's character is i love this scene as she's trying to be like playing down the fact that he's like the worst thing in the universe and she goes no, no he's just kidding i'm not kidding i will kill you i will kill you <laughs> as they're both just fucking screaming which goes into like another sweet ass music video montage of them like playing in a band and also having just tons of adventures which is like changing into clothes and like alistair just gets to wear fucking party hats because he can't really wear clothes anymore because <laughs> he's a giant brain and they get ice cream and they blow up little girls that talk shit to them in the streets and yeah <laughs> they don't I love the changing clothes montage where it's just him like trying on different outfits and the Mimi and her mom just like, you know, reacting to what he's wearing. We're like, oh my gosh, so Classic good. Classic 80s style, but with this, with Psycho Goreman. I do like later on, just bring up the, the clothing. So the f outfit that Psycho Goreman has during the Copsy is fucking Sam Neill's exact costume <laughs> yeah. from Jurassic yeah, That's Park. what I was going to ask about. I was that's like, what uh, he ends up wearing. He's got like the aviators and the red bandana and the around fucking his neck, hat blue and shirt, everything. hat, oh. pants, everything. I laughed so fucking hard with that. So good. Before we get to uh, the dream sequence... The end of the montage with the flaming ball going through the house and then it ricochets while the dad's watching oh. TV uh -huh. and slams in and then just that prolonged shot of him terrified and then and then crying and then like having a panic attack and like breathing heavily. I laughed so this is the part I laughed so hard I peed a little like I wasn't prepared. for. You said you already did that. No, no, I peed a bunch of times. I had a diaper. I had a diaper on pretty much this entire fucking movie. That scene was so fucking good. I think good. you need like, to go to a urologist. Is that what, is that what that problem is? I mean, I only have to pee like every three You've minutes. You've peed during quite a few of our movies now. Yeah, we, we've had a lot of diaper warnings. There's, dude, you're going to have at least three diapers and a bunch of wipes for uh -huh. this one. Psycho leeches his way in through the dream barrier to talk with Luke. First off, the zombies were fucking great in this scene. And then I oh, love this scene. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just like the end of it, too. We're like, so what <laughs> do we do now? We just wait till you wake up. OK. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just standing there while the zombies like Arr. there's so many great fucking. Um, so in that scene, it's the kid's dream and there's zombie. It's a nightmare. Yeah, it's 
the brother's dream, which is funny. I can't remember his name because Psycho Gorman also can never remember his <laughs> it's name. Lo- it's but lo- the brother's yeah, having a lo- nightmare where there's these zombies around him and Psycho Gorman comes to him in his dream because it's the only place they can talk in private. And he's trying to get the brother to turn on the sister and give the gem. Exactly. He has to go past the dream uh, dream zone and straight into Nightmareville. And that's where he can brain meld with him and try to tell him to take the fucking gem from his sister. Mm-hmm. So then after that's all said and done, Mimi's at the school and is trying to teach fucking uh, cr- Psycho about Crazy Ball. When... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> when the cop, When the cops show up... Oh, my God. Making one of my top three characters in this fucking movie melted inside out cop the best the best like full (laughs) knowledge he's pretty ridiculous an empty husk of a soul and i I loved that when she's like what see he gets it he doesn't get it he's an empty husk of a soul like yeah yeah he's an empty (laughs) husk of a soul he just he'll say anything to his yeah. <laughs> I also just like the fact that like they completely skirt over the fact I the fact that the car was locked, the cop trying to get it, and then him just <laughs> like, running. Hey, give me off. the keys. <laughs> Can't give me the keys. And he's just <laughs> And then him trying it, he's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, It is God. so funny. So that's uh, the not turned inside out cop yelling at the inside out cop, cop to throw him the keys. It was very yeah, funny. And him just going, oh. You should watch this. You should Oh my god. <laughs> Then the fucking uh, and then I just immediately afterward like okay now we have an extra person to play crazy ball, the fucking note that he hands her whether she's he oh. she asked them all to write really nice notes and these heart valentines and he hands it over and it's just his fucking inside out cop it's mm-hmm. inside out cop's goo blood that just says please kill me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and he's and then he tries to kill himself several times but he like can't he can't shoot himself so he just keeps on fire (laughs) yeah he keeps on firing the gun just fucking all over the place so now the templar shows to earth as the woman who got brain cute or just meat cubed meat box meat box there you go and sucks the cop's brains that ran away from gorman to begin with Simultaneously, Goreman's fucking posse shows up. The uh, Paladins of Obsidian. There we go. I knew you really liked that phrase. There, what did you say? <laughs> um, he thinks they're gonna fucking help him out. He goes, "You need to kill this little girl and all this stuff." And they all just fucking laugh at him. He goes, "Dude, we made a deal with the Templars, and uh, we want you fucking dead because, like, we kind of like doing all this cool shit." I also do like the character design. I was just going to say the character designs on these people, all the different characters, the witch and the, the, the barrel of like body parts and blood with arms and legs. Yes, the washing (laughs) machine full of blood and body parts that just spews gore on everyone was great. Uh, Oh, so good. Oh my God. It literally like this scene encapsulated this, this scene took two days to completely film. The fight scene is insane. It also legit... This legit gave me, like, nostalgic feelings of, like, 90s kids shows. Like, uh, all of the Japanese shows they used to remake, like, Ultraman and uh, Power Rangers and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, this... Shy of the explosions, which there were, like, sparks, but there weren't, like, huge, like, do-do-do-do-do, like, massive explosions going on. Right. So fucking good. So he's, uh, you know, fucking PG is now wound up... And they are going to, like, he's going to fuck some shit up. And the Mimi's like, nope, 
uh, you wanted to kill us, so, uh, fuck you, and, uh, they're gonna just beat the shit out of you. So they start beating mm-hmm. the ever-living shit out of him, until, guess what? He apologizes for the very first time in his entire mm-hmm. life. Like he means it, too. Yeah. Like, he doesn't accept the first one. No, yeah. <laughs> no, the first one was bullshit. This was a fucking legit one. She accepts the apology, and he proceeds to slaughter every single one of them like pigs, it is so gory. It is so fantastic. fantastic <sighs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Amazing. I, I I love the touch here that the witch character who doesn't speak English, everything she says is subtitled. That's like a made up language, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, she sees one of them get killed, and she goes, "Oh, he really is the Archduke of Nightmares." <laughs> and that made me laugh. Oh no! So hard. Do you guys? Do you guys have a favorite death in that crazy ass fight scene? I don't know at all. I, I, could you give them to me? I might be able to tell you. I can't really recall at the moment. <laughs> I would say, okay, so they all kind of meet their demises in a few different ways. We've got the uh, massive earth tombstone monster that gets right. her heart ripped out because her heart's a rose. Oh, yes. yeah. And he smells it. And he and smells it. Crushes it. And then crushes it. it. That was a good one. I like that. Uh, the, I like the that there was lore there that's totally unexplained. You just kind of figure just, it out from what you're watching. This fucking movie is you, you just gotta roll with the punches, dude. Because it's like mm-hmm. nothing gets explained in like a really fun way, though. Because you're just like this. Totally. Is, yeah. Uh, we've got the the washing machine gets just punched in the fucking glass and then just drains out. We have mm-hmm. the guy with the crown who looks like the Night King gets eaten i think he gets oh eaten. i did love that he's like you deserve a warrior's death, death. Warrior's he's like, because <laughs> <laughs> we know that a warrior's death is getting eaten we learned Enjoy. that earlier in the movie my fate very funny very fucking very <laughs> fucking ridiculous i think probably my favorite one is the robot guy the robot guy looking into like the portal going like as you can see the darkness lies within yourself the entire time look closer and then that weird gross hand comes out and mm-hmm. just rips oh, yeah. his entire oh, yeah. fucking face so <laughs> it's just his good. eyeballs and like a Two mech tongue oh <laughs> nah. so fucking good so in the process of this entire goddamn fight pg is mortally wounded so he asks he goes for an sos which also leads to part two of dad scenes that i just love so much the little he's taking a shit and the little spark flies up. Oh my god! All that was... <laughs> a little light comes, com- comes in the bathroom and sort of flutters towards him. Yeah, and then Psycho Gorman's face shoots out like a flaming skull, going like, "We need your help! We need your help!" <laughs> I mean, he starts everything by like screaming, he's like, ah, "We need your help!" Ah. <laughs> and like, he like and he like he haphazardly like gets off the shitter trips over himself lands into the fucking tub and he's just screaming and crying the entire time and then the light goes away and the dad's like wait where am i gonna go and then it comes back and it's like you will go here <laughs> <laughs> yeah it keeps just like coming back and screaming it's fantastic yeah more info. yeah um, oh. God. That's beautiful. That's that was a fun. Very funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I lost my shit on that. So dad picks up uh, the whole posse. They kind of get into the car. They drive back. And uh, uh-oh. 
Pandora is talking with mom and now they're mm-hmm. having this weird family dynamic. There's also this weird subplot that the dad doesn't do and he does absolutely nothing. And, uh, and he has this and a weird thing about being called lazy because <laughs> he clearly is very lazy. He's but then the mom says lazy. that he's like, oh, you're just like my teacher and my parents. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know that weird something, something like there's a lot going on. The, I think probably- but you can still you can tell they still like care and want to be a family. And it's not like they're oh, going to yeah. leave and each other. They just dude, some- have shit to figure out. And the, just the one-liners are great. Like the microwave chicken, that whole argument where like he microwaves <laughs> the chicken, she opens up the fucking uh, the microwave and it's just splattered everywhere. And then it just goes back to him on the couch going, I think it was like, I did I did a great one. I, I, I worked. I Everyone got fed today, right? And then he just glares at the camera for like a minute too long. And he just has that like teared up water in his eyes. And the wife's like, fuck it, whatever. I'll just clean it up. I don't care. This is fine. <laughs> so dad and Mimi drive off to the secret location and we get to the final fucking battle. Like the the the, the head of this shit. Uh, Mom and Pandora are now Templars. And uh, at this point, shit goes completely off the rails. We got brother. Yeah, the Pandora turned mom into a templar yes for, why did that happen exactly what was the reason Because she wants that? to get back at her she's pissed off at her husband and her kid okay. and i thought okay it's that's pretty much that's pretty much it then she goes off the road brother fights sister husband's fighting wife and it all comes down to the honored request of battle after gorman's been defeated and the game is you guessed it ladies and gentlemen it is crazy ball crazy ball so after an intense fucking match of Crazy Ball, Mimi's team wins and uh, Pandora ain't having it. Uh, she's about to fucking slice down. There's a lot of Pandora about to hack and slash things and then things happen. It happens like fucking four times during this fight. Right. Mm-hmm. Mom comes in for the block save and what? what is love? Uh, Gentlemen, yeah. <laughs> love is... <laughs> We <laughs> had this yes. written down. God damn it. Frig off. Frig you. You're not the boss. You don't get to tell me what to do. Frig off. Sound well. Frig you. You're not the boss. You don't get to tell me what to do. And at that moment, with those beautiful fucking words, Gorman learns what love is. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And he says, Frig off. Frig off. She gets the stone back. Mom gets turned back into a person covered in fucking goo goo. And Pandora's about to do her final strike. And uh, PG. Is, oh, God. This is. We just had the dad. We had the dad high five psycho woman. <laughs> and his wrist snapped. It snapped his wrist in half. Like, bad. <laughs> Like yeah, the bones protruding. Like the, the fucking bones popping out. <laughs> it's very funny. Oh, it's so stupid. So Pandora's about to. No, no, sorry. Pandora's about to do the final strike, and fucking Psycho Goreman got his stone back. Uh, makes him basically a god on earth again, and he decides that he doesn't have a weapon, so he constructs a weapon yeah. out of the bones and flesh of Pandora. Yeah, like keeps jumping on her, like grabbing out a rib here, like you know, taking out a little fucking bit of a, face. I don't know, a femur or something there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And constructs this crazy ass uh, big old so, 
meat and bone sword. Yeah, which was super fucking cool. Like I like I honestly I'm probably gonna paint that. Like that is one of such the things. Oh, rant. I just remembered. I think it's around this time when the dad goes up to the TV at one point. It just says something like, "This TV's just bleeding." That's <laughs> <laughs> so like I can't get this to stop. stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because earlier when like uh, Gorman contacted his his posse, it it made the TV it's bleed. Bleed. Yeah. Yeah. Because this TV's bleeding. Ah, oh, that the was a fun callback. The... Yeah. <laughs> Ecto video right. or whatever it was. Yeah. So yeah, he's got his big meat and bone sword, right? Yeah, and he and completely it's on. kicks Oh, it's on. Like and he kicks the ever loving shit out of her. And as heroes go, she gets the hero's death. Oh yeah. Which, as we all know, is being consumed alive by oh, Psycho Goreman. It's some of the best effects in it. It's just, it's just this giant, <laughs> just this giant jaw mouth that uh, it just gobbles everything like, up, pulling it in and walking, kind of. It was. Oh, very and the kids cool. are like very, very cool. trying to usher the parents away. Like you don't, you don't want to see. You this. don't want to see this. Like we've we've already we've already witnessed this today. I like the monologue that was in in the woods where he's like, "This will be this will be burned into your psyche forever until the day you die." And she's like, <laughs> "Oh, cool." yeah so i have that too the horrors you have just witnessed cannot be unseen your young minds will carry this until it consumes you in a miserable death (laughs) (laughs) oh it's beautiful oh my god so uh psycho gives back the stone to mimi because Mm -hmm. he doesn't need it anymore because you know what he's got guys he's got the power of love and he realizes the power of love power of love. love and what is he gonna do with the power of love uh he is uh he's gonna realize his sole purpose which is to destroy the entire universe except for and them right he wasn't gonna kill them he, he spares said, yeah. no he's he's completely spares them he said he's gonna spare them so he promised to he gives them a farewell <laughs> and, and then he welcomes in his own age of chaos he opens a portal and starts murdering every single person. <laughs> and that's on Earth. Yes. Where yes. The portal, yes. right? Yes. So it, it's funny because when he, when Mimi forced him to promise not to kill the family, the dad was like, aren't you going to say anything about the rest of the planet? Yes. And, and, and he was like, like nah. no. <laughs> <laughs> and then that comes true. Comes yep. true. I like how he just turns to a giant. Like, I like all this stuff. Yeah. Like all the, it's like giant naked purple man destroy city i think i'm assuming we gotta go he's gotta go yeah naked purple guy i don't know he 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 can do some pretty tormenting things i mean i guess i would want to just be like blown up quickly then get on his radar and be turned into you know like a torture art piece of his his new masterpiece this dude could turn you immortal and just have you in a perpetual hellscape of pain for eternity Exactly. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I don't know. I might I might try to go the way of the Galactic Council, plan B. <laughs> Just fucking <laughs> blow your head off. <laughs> so uh the movie ends with our buddy, poor little Alistair, going to dinner with his parents. Oh yeah. <laughs> having dinner. And uh, yeah, we just still realize he's a giant fucking tentacled brain creature and that didn't get resolved at all. But you know what? He's yeah. making the most out of it, and that's why we like Alistair. Well, I mean, I assume they'll all die soon anyway, so... I'm going to assume right. so. That's true. Yeah. The planet will probably be just and an they, empty Because they have it on TV, mm-hmm. like the news of all this happening, and they're, don't, they're unfazed. 
completely unfazed. And but I love Alistair early in the movie, earlier in the movie when he decides he doesn't want to play with them anymore and he leaves. <laughs> He's got like a snail trail. <laughs> yes, everywhere like he goes, a... he has a snail trail. But yes, that that shot of him just like slowly going across the field, <laughs> leaving. Oh is so my god! Because he's got like a, it's got he, it's like a meat mullet. Like, it's a brain, and then on the end of it is, like, a meat curtain. Like, it's just this weird, like, (laughs) cape. Yeah, I don't know. It's so gross. What what would you say is the size of, like, maybe a a, medium dog, large dog? I was going to say a large beanbag chair. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say a a beanbag chair, like an ottoman. Like, he's he's that kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, that size. That's the size of the brain with the googly eyes and the tentacles. (laughs) God. Guys. And like a weird little vagina mouth thing in the front. Yeah, totally. It's super it fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will give it to this movie though. Like the creature design in this movie is so original and so weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's so it's good. It's so much fun. Everything. There's a so lot what, of fun to it. What did you guys think of the cinematic masterpiece that is Psycho Goreman? I loved it. I I can't wait to watch it more. To hopefully get over my Mimi thing. Because <laughs> it's so quotable. I really want to get the quotes down. Oh, yeah. Um, you can make a book just off of Psycho's monologues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so, so fun. It's like so dripping and over the top, like satirization of the sort of torture, murder, mm-hmm. porn type talk. Yeah. Well, it's just I, like I, I, every I monster '80s bad guy creature. Like it's, it. I don't know. It's like the. It really reminded me of Pinhead and that all of that stuff. Like the way he spoke specifically. Totally. Just um, very and kind of like his his pain art with the yeah his masterpiece, <laughs> and masterpiece. The people on the wall and stuff. like causing yeah. pain and misery and destruction is what he truly loves, and he finds through that power of love. You know, he can continue doing those types of things. And that's what the and message is really about, right? That's the power of love. That is the power of love. I mean, I had a lot of fun with it. And I think what was fun is, yeah, the humor to it and the how casual all the gore kind of was. So it doesn't yes. feel too overwhelming or too heavy with the gore mm-hmm. at any moment. It, it, it is very casual. And everyone in the, the movie deals with this kind of pretty well and deals with like i mean they have freak out yeah. moments but ultimately mm-hmm. like i don't know i feel like watching this alien creature consume something would torment my mind a little bit more but i guess these <laughs> these kids are, are pretty resilient <laughs> for sure i mean yeah the dad i like the dad seemed pretty interested to watch it i feel like he was still looking as they pull him away at the end right i don't remember but uh i feel oh, like the he, dad, he would my favorite it. part yeah. about the dad was we learned a lot today. And then he just doesn't finish. And he's just like, he's <laughs> bleeding out. He goes, okay, let's just go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like when they're leaving the place. And after all that happens and he's like, you know, this used to be a shoe factory. Like, it's uh-huh. such, like a dad thing to say that like, and also doesn't address anything that just happened. I, I thought that was very funny. <laughs> yeah so i, I think and then we have our little other scene where yes the the, the council or whatever comes with plan b and <laughs> the guy just, just pulls out a, a revolver and it's just like who wants to shoot themselves first and I, I believe the uh like weird little guy that's i don't know maybe a robot thing in the the tube 
hat. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, I believe he raises I, his hand. Deep, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that's how it ends it out. So I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'll go first and chopping off my fingers for this week for this one. I in, I enjoyed it quite a bit. There was a lot to it, but I am going to, I feel like I always say this. I agree with Sam with um, Mimi's portrayal. What If it was whatever it was, I feel like with how it was written, it is supposed to be very over the top. And like Ross said, maybe you get over it watching it a few times, but her over the topness was, I guess, a little bit more than I wanted in a movie that's already mm-hmm. over the top. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So for me, that marks it down, but it's still pretty high. I'm going to chop off four fingers and throw those into the grave for this one. Doesn't nice. quite hit as high as, you know, uh, a five finger for me. Maybe it would over time and appreciating it more. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. upon that first feeding, I, I loved it a lot. If you're a fan of gore. Say first feeding. First feeding. Uh, on the first feeding, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah I'm going to start referring uh, to viewing yeah, as feeding. First feeding. I like that. Um, it was it was fun. And if you like like these types of, if you're have any appreciation of like the types of movies, I mean that we normally watch here, you're gonna enjoy mm-hmm. it and have a fun time with it and get where it's going with it. So there we go. Four fingers coming off my hand into the grave. Uh, Sam, how do you feel? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And on my scale, well, let's go through it. Yeah. Quotable. Fuck yeah. Yes. We covered that. Chop off a yeah, finger there. Absolutely. Rewatchable. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Chop off a finger there. Recommendable. Hundred percent. Chopping off another thing. Finger there. T-shirtable? Are you fucking kidding me? There's like a million T-shirts from this movie yeah. that I would watch. The cre- like you were saying, the creature design alone, um, amazing. And then, does it have that certain, as the French say, shuttle? You goddamn right, it does. <laughs> Ooh, That's a whole thing. Wow. So that my scale would give it five fingers, but I she prevents me from allowing my scale to work for this movie (laughs) and she broke the scale i'm not gonna take off a whole finger for it but i'll take out a half a finger because i do anticipate that i I can get past it but Mm -hmm. right now it's not happening Mm -hmm. yeah ross how are you feeling about this you're the one that brought this to our attention you had sorry real quick you hadn't seen this before obviously sam i hadn't i just learned of its existence first feeding but yeah, yeah okay great great uh ross man who has seen it more than a few times now i have Where seen it going? more than a few times so for the purpose of this episode i am giving this dude a a solid four a solid four fingers uh i think the first time that i watched it i would have given it probably like a three or a three five and it was because of mimi realistically I feel the more that you watch this movie, the more that I get her character in the cog of this insane machine. So mm-hmm. it kind of, it sounds weird, but like the more I watch it, the more it's not as jarring. So like it is, I mean, like there's certain character Makes sense. I, the kind of cruxes throughout this thing. Cause it's just such a wacky fucking movie. But yeah, I agree with you guys. I think Mimi's character at first is it, it, you're either going to really like it or you're really not going to like it. And it may distract you from the rest of it. But, dude, solid four. And honestly, if we if we decide to revisit any of our scoring things after I watch this another eight times, it <laughs> it might knock mm-hmm. on like a five realistically. But for right now, like I've seen it like, you know, it's definitely rewatchable. I'll watch it probably every, you know, 
every week on the week for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and that's his promise to you. <laughs> that's the gore, yeah, to me. And that is the gore man promise. Yeah, so I would give it, no, I give it a solid four. I think this is if you fucking if you like any of the movies that we have covered, yes. you are gonna fucking absolutely love this fucking mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And uh it gets better the more you watch it. I think you're gonna find more funnier gags. I found more prop gags and physical gags and character gags like the third or fourth time watching this than I did the mm-hmm. first or second. There is so many practical effects in this movie and there's so many creature effects in this movie that if you just focus on some of these guys, just the construction of some of these creatures mm-hmm. and stuff, it just gets more interesting the more you watch it because they're, they, although they only spent $50,000 on these creatures, there's so much detail in them. And I think if you're just a nut for monsters or science fiction monsters, this is your fucking jam. Nice. There you have it. Yeah. Another one in the grave from us and a whole bunch of our fingers. A whole bunch <laughs> of our fingers are thrown in there with it. Two fours and a 4.5. Not too shabby. So I would definitely yeah. say if you haven't checked it out already, go out and watch it as soon as you can. Or whenever you can. Why not? <laughs> as soon as, <laughs> as, soon you, can. as you can. Soon as right humanly now. possible. Stop the Dude, podcast. It's a Shudder original. It is a Shudder original. That. It's a yeah. Shudder original, so you need Shudder. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, hit up Ross. He'll give you his login. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go ahead and jump to a quick break real quick. But it, once we get back from that, Sam's going to give us his little tasty bits. So let's go to a break. And we're back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsors for those kind words of encouragement. So as we said before the break, we're going to come over to Sam with his little word roundup. No, it's not another roundup. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's just going to be a a roundup here, and I'm just going to replicate Ross's intro. Spoilers ahead. So (laughs) I'm going to kick it off to you, Sam, and bring us to the, I don't know, the origin of some something gnarly yeah. yeah origin of a phrase that it's a bit gnarly oh Ooh. gnarly bits or it's a bit gnarly that could be those, that's those i like ones. that um geronimo you may have yelled this when you were a kid like jumping out of a tree or into a pool or something like that um what you may not know is that comes from world war ii paratroopers when they were jumping out of planes they would, I don't know, they were flying over Germany or Japan, I guess, and they'd go, Geronimo! As they parachuted down. What you might not know is that this it was a reference to Geronimo, the Apache warrior, who was mentioned at the beginning of the Red Ghost in last week's episode, which you can right. go back and check out. Now, Geronimo was not born Geronimo. His birth name was... <sighs> I'm going to do my best here. Goyathle. Okay. Goyathle. Goyathle. Okay. Which, Goyathle. Mm-hmm. That, that means one who yawns. Oh, okay. So I guess he was a yawny little baby. I don't know. <laughs> he was just bored with it all. Yeah. Or tired, tired of it all already as a baby. <laughs> so tired. Uh, his dad died when he was a boy. And in 1858, when he was 29... He was away on a trading expedition, and his wife and three kids and mom were murdered by Mexican soldiers. Actually, most of his village was murdered or sold into slavery. Oh, wow. So, 
a little bit of a revenge tale. Um, okay. Actually, the more I learned about Geronimo, we might do a big one on him later. But this is just on that name. So if he wasn't given that name, where'd it come from? As you can imagine, he didn't take the murder of his family well. And he spent the <laughs> next several years seeking revenge against the Mexican army. All right, all right. Yeah, okay. Before he went into battle, Geronimo had a vision or a dream or whatever you want to call it, where a voice told him that no gun could ever kill him and he would never die in battle. This okay. amazingly turned out to be true. Fantastic. He, I mean, he Whoa. died eventually, but not in battle. It was pneumonia. He was, never Syphilis. had a bullet wound. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, I say this was amazing because he was in a lot of battles, and he had a very careless approach. Um, in his probably because he thought he couldn't die uh, yeah. in his raids against the Mexican army he carried only a knife and he would run in zigzags towards the Mexicans while they were shooting at him so he was just zigzagging back and forth <laughs> oh and wow it was, okay. yeah good enough I guess because he didn't yeah. get shot and when he got close enough he would stab him with his knife and kill him Sometimes he would pick up the rifles and bring them back to fellow Apaches who would use them, but he never used it. He would just stab them with that big knife. Nice. Uh, as he... Knife. A, yeah. It's not. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> as he approached, the Mexicans would yell, Geronimo! Geronimo! Kidado! Geronimo! Geronimo! Uh, it, Geronimo's not a Spanish word. So there's a few theories on why they said this that I read. The one that made most sense to me was it was how they pronounced the uh, St. Geronimo. It was their pronunciation for that. Or St. Jerome, rather. Geronimo was their pronunciation. So they were uh-huh. praying to him when they saw him coming. Oh, shit. Yeah. Other Apaches heard these cries of Geronimo. So they started chanting them back. Um, sort of mocking the enemy and when Geronimo would run towards people they would start chanting Geronimo from there the name stuck Goyafle became Geronimo and now that is the name people shout when facing their fears wow that's it real short quick one but pretty wild (laughs) that's insane Mm -hmm. I imagine him sort of doing it in a uh Leroy Jenkins sense of shouting his own name and just like going straight into (laughs) battle like screaming going wild and then yeah pulling out his knife I almost in that aspect zigzagging zigzagging. straight into battle well well (laughs) straight in a zigzag pattern just by a gator yeah exactly gator defeat (laughs) what you said it was a uh, possibly uh, the Spanish like to Saint Jerome Mm-hmm. What was he the patron saint of? Uh, he was a medicine guy. I looked him up. It just kind of said he was a scholar, but he was mostly a medicine thing. I didn't see like True. saint of this when I looked him up. Oh, okay. But I don't know how saints work. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the saint specific. Game. It says he's the... He, saint Jerome is the patron saint of librarians. Yeah, so... Well, that doesn't make that much libraries! sense. Libraries! 
What else? Can I... <laughs> like, that, like I, I wish said, I they... studied more. I wish I, I went to college or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have stayed at school. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, it was the equivalent oh. of that, right? It's Treevenge. Mm-hmm. Wow, then, Geronimo's Treevenge. Yes. That makes so Which, much sense. We did an episode on Treevenge. Go back and find that one. Oh, that's fantastic. So it was just an evolution of, of all that. They started screaming at it, him. They they were screaming it at him, and then he's him they were screaming charged. it at them, and then mm-hmm. it just stuck. Nice. People kept screaming it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just started screaming so, something. Next time you have a chance to yell Geronimo, you know it's fun, especially <laughs> knowing where it came from. Now. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 The the heat of battle. So I thank you that. very much, Sam, for those little gnarly bits. That was that was fun to learn about. That was fun to learn about something new that, you know, I guess a, a phrase, we'll call it that, that I've heard plenty of times throughout my life, but I guess never knew the exact origins of. Sure. So that, that was fun. And like I said, we will go to, well, I didn't say this, but we will go to a break real quick <laughs> and then uh-huh. come back for my segment on Puppy. So we'll be right back. And we're back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsors for those kind words of encouragement. And like I said, right before the break, we're going to our, our our final main segment right before we go into our would you rather. And that is over to me. And I didn't know what to necessarily call the, the segment, but we are going to stay. We're, it, it's still I'm going to consider this a creepy file, you know biography edition <laughs> we're gonna learn about like a <laughs> uh, a person and a persona and a uh, uh an enigma and everything that is uh the world of 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 poppy now i've i've mentioned her on the podcast before as an artist that i uh enjoy quite a bit and i know sam has uh, dabbled a little bit into the world and ross is pretty new to it and I hope all you listeners out there enjoy this this journey first. This is going to be another two-part episode. The first part today is specifically kind of focusing in on the music. And part two is going to focus more so on the persona and the culture and all mm-hmm. the videos and the fandom and everything that's Interesting. And over there. Okay. So, Because that's a whole other thing but they're all very entwined with each other so we will wiggle around between the two in part Ooh. one i can't talk about uh, not right. talk about some of the videos i can't wait to wiggle so with that it is time to close your eyes and open your mind as we dive into the music of poppy First off, I want to say that I will be using a lot of Poppy's music, obviously, throughout this podcast. So if you like what you hear, that's what it is. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all there is to it because there, there's there's some ambient stuff, which we'll talk about that you'll probably hear in this as well. That's going to play, you know, get us I into the mood. Listen to some of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was a list that I gave uh ross and sam specifically of some albums that i said that they should definitely listen to and then i was gonna let them you know if they discovered any of the other stuff out there they could certainly listen to that as well so i pretty much gave them the first like main ep leading into all the uh the full lengths and the other eps out there there's uh definitely a few things uh, i skipped out on but we'll still talk about as well Professionally known as Poppy, 
Mariah Rose Pereira is a singer, songwriter, director, producer, author, dancer, model, and YouTuber. And ultimately, a whole persona now known as, as Poppy. Um, I don't want to get too much into her early life because, I don't know, I feel weird talking about a child. But basically growing up, she says that she never felt like she fit in in school and ended up leaving public school at a young age and was homeschooled and always said that she felt more comfortable on the internet and that the internet was her teacher. So that's why there's uh, so, many, so many internet themed <laughs> yeah. things with her as you will totally. see in the progression. Our first time really seeing her in the public eye and calling herself Poppy was in 2011. She made two YouTube channels, one called Mariah Poppy and one called That Poppy TV. Uh, ultimately, Mariah Poppy was deleted and That Poppy TV turned into just her normal Poppy channel. Uh, nothing too crazy or outstanding happened with these when they were first created. That Poppy TV was mostly uploads of covers, some original songs, vlogging, and her Mariah Poppy channel contained more personal videos and random uploads. And like I said, that's since all been like deleted uh it's not until 2013 that we start to get the real beginnings of the journey as the journey of poppy as we'll call it here's when she moves to la after signing uh with island records and in 2014 is when she meets the person that will say helps uh, her craft the whole persona of poppy even though she's had like this name there was this other man behind it his name is titanic sinclair and his real name is Corey michael mixter okay Interesting. Now, and she was going she was that's poppy that poppy was what she was that going poppy as and, and also mariah poppy she was going by those two right. and after her first ep going into the her first actual full length is when she mm -hmm. drops the that and just turns into poppy now a quick side note titanic sinclair is a sensitive subject in the poppy community because okay. yeah tell, <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot going on so i I'll, I'll say i would like to mention him as little as possible but unfortunately he's a big part of the creation and development so it, he has to be talked about essentially before poppy he was working with and dating an artist by the name of mars argo that was her stage name mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. mars argo was a project that was very, very similar to what Poppy was. So they made music together and posted videos online of like these kind of obscure random statements saying mm -hmm. kind of like commentary on, you know, pop culture and everything and what's, what's going okay. on. And these almost, you know, white rooms, which is what a lot of Poppy videos, which she'll eventually yeah. see kind of look like very similar and all this stuff. So, but in 2014, they broke up and typed, Titanic moved on to Poppy and there's a bunch of controversy here because Argo and uh, like I said her real name is Brittany Sheets she filed a lawsuit against Sinclair and Poppy in 2018 uh, for domestic abuse and emotional distress and copyright infringement so oh, she's yeah claiming a lot of stuff I mean the emotional distress and the domestic abuse was towards Sinclair and the copyright infringement towards ask. both of them yeah <laughs> yeah and she claims I think that poppy said mean things and all this other kind of stuff and you know obviously back and forth i don't know how much of it's true and based on you know i don't want to speculate too much on it blah blah, sure. blah. yes absolutely the case was settled out of court in which none of the parties acknowledged liability of wrongdoing and it was also agreed that poppy and titanic would not be in contact with argo 
no disparaging comments would be made public, and that any compromising photos of Argo in Sinclair's possession would be destroyed. Um, oh. I bring all that up because when Poppy and Sinclair separate in late 2019, Poppy made very similar accusations against Sinclair relating to emotional abuse. Mm -hmm. So this is really a situation of like, I guess, yes, when I'm going to talk about all this, it's separating that, that part of the art from the artist. Sinclair yeah, had a big influence on things, but I, I Poppy herself had just as much of influence on the character, I believe as well. So totally. Right. Well, anybody who goes by Titanic Sinclair, <laughs> yeah, yes, like I was Titanic waiting for someone to make that, yeah, like, right? Was, yeah. What a that's a awful big, fucking. That's like, a big red flag. Hi, what's your what's was, your, what's your was first he name? A musician as well, Titanic. or this is yeah. just what he went by? Uh, yeah, he did his. Um, ultimately, throughout all this, he had been making his own videos, had a YouTube channel, made his own music on this stuff too, and okay, he is a big uh, he produces a lot of the he directs and produces most of the videos for poppy mm -hmm. but also a lot of the music too interesting so after all that we'll, we'll get into you know the fun stuff here this week we are primarily focusing on the music of poppy and next week we'll talk about the the videos and i guess the culture like i said mm -hmm. but with that being said, November 4th, 2014 is when we get our first real, I guess, Poppy video in like, I guess, what I would call in the timeline of the Poppy that we the know canon. it. Canon. <laughs> yes, the canon. Of, of Poppydom. Uh huh. It's a one minute and 22 second video of Poppy eating cotton candy. A few more videos release, but it's and it, it's literally nothing but that. It's just the video of her in a white room just eating cotton candy, doesn't say anything. And like, it's starting to get that real ASMR sound to it and that's like uh, i feel like a big part of the videos which you'll notice as i said when we get into those so that video comes out but it's not until like uh, a couple of videos more when her most popular one happens and it's a 10 minute video of her just saying her name it's like a 30 second loop it's a 30 second loop that lasts 10 minutes yes correct okay, <laughs> okay. interesting i'm poppy i'm poppy to date this video has 27.5 million views so that Wow. Quite a, quite a okay. bit, yeah, of, of, you know, a 10-minute video of just that. Now, during all this, Poppy has the record deal with Island Records, releases her first official song on June 23rd, 2015, called Everybody Wants to Be Poppy. I didn't include this one with you because I don't, again, it's not on, like, iTunes or Spotify, so yeah, I wasn't including it with our, our list. But what I consider to be their first real single comes off the first EP, Bubble Bath, and that mm -hmm. is the song Low Life, which, I mean... Mm -hmm. Bubble Bath was released on the February 12th, 2016, but we actually got the video uh, release for it in July of 2015. Um, Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, um, this is kind of where I want to open it up. I mean, I want to play. I'm going to play a video real quick. We can listen to the video and I'm going to insert the, the audio for the audience of Low Life. And then we are going to kind of discuss, I'd say, this and the whole first EP in general.
So, I know you guys, like I said, I gave you the list of this stuff to watch before, and you've watched and listened to a few things. So, I want to know, Ross, I, I know you've been itching to talk about this, but your your initial feelings. I mean, when we when we first see Low Life, there's all these, besides the very clearly red devil in it, these symbols yeah. of, you know, devilish nature. There are, uh, yeah, it's really interesting listening to Bubble Bath. And then watching the videos, I feel there's almost two, com- not completely different mm-hmm. experiences, but like the first time listening to, cause I was drawing while listening to bubble bath. It's, it's like if it's a pop album, but mm-hmm. if like a pop album was in an adjacent room, listening to a pop album, like, I feel like it's not, hmm. it's like an imposter but not in a bad way. Like it's like something that doesn't get the concept of pop music, making a pop album, like an alien or something. And it's, it's weird. It's like, it's, but it's still good stuff. It's just, I think some of the subject matter is kind of odd. uh, And then just have it goes. And then when you see the video for the first time, you're just like, Oh wow. The first 30 seconds, she's doing the Baphomet as above. So below. And then having the, the devil icon, like it's just, it's very interesting subject matter for what you would consider traditionally consider like a pop act so i feel like there's like something like Mm -hmm. way weirder going on through the facade of a pop star if that makes sense oh sure and i think i i I think i don't think i tend to call the first album like an indie pop album like yeah i don't know it feels Mm -hmm. like it would get you know college play or something like that in a sense that it's not full-on bubblegum pop yet yeah yeah. (laughs) we'd certainly get there but it it is more in that that vein of of pop adjacent and then i i mean this song reminds me of uh no doubt (laughs) well again and i mean at this point she lists gwen stefani and no doubt as a huge influence and i don't Mm -hmm. know you know in when this song was necessarily written this could be earlier in her career because this video was certainly meant uh made when her persona is starting to develop and mm-hmm. they're giving more of a, uh, a narrative to her um, in the videos. And that's, what's kind of, I guess, more presented in the video versus what the song originally was because the rest of the songs off it again, I feel like are very, you know, indie pop as well. Money. I feel like Ross enjoyed that one and you may have heard that. Um, well, you two, I don't think have, but that they played that in the, like season two, episode one of the Scream TV series. Speaking of oh. Scream, yeah, 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 hell yeah. So that makes a little of appearance. No, over Money there. was pretty. Yeah, what was really good. And then um, I did not like Money. <laughs> yeah, it's it funny because was- that's the one off of that album that I have heard live, and that I feel like she only plays or off of that or had had for a, a decent amount of time. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I think it was because the mo- I think it's like the catchiest. I guess what I was considering what a, very catchy. If, if what I was considering a pop artist in pop music, that's mm-hmm. the closest thing to what you would traditionally get as a pop star. Which right. I think just because of how um, earwig <laughs> the mm-hmm. chorus and all that <laughs> shit is. So you're like by the end of it, you're like, yeah, money, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I need money. I need money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ultimately she has like, I don't know. I think it's it's still finding who you are musically find, at this point. Yeah, She's still pretty young voice. producing all this and yeah, exactly, finding out what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Off the album, I'd say I, I, I constantly go between what was my favorite song off of it and I 
think it's it is low life but uh mm -hmm. alter comes in a close second for me i listened to it twice and low life's is like the only song that really feels like i'll return to sure if that makes mm -hmm. sense yeah. it does make sense no it feels like the one that has the most single potential um mm -hmm. but apparently money has you know made it onto you know scream the tv series so oh it, you know, money i think is, is catchier yeah. i just don't like you just don't like that catching about money like <laughs> i just don't like <laughs> glorifying it. money like that yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, she has a bunch of uh, several shows to promote the EP, but in 2016, ends up leaving Island Records due to several accounts of mistreatment. Seems to be a, a constant thing we find in the music industry. That's odd. Yeah. Right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. On Taking October 17th. Yeah, yeah. Who, who'd have thunk it? On October 17th, 2016, she released an experimental album, which I didn't include for you guys, but I thought I'd you know, oh. talk about it here, called... Uh, 336 music to sleep to it's an ambient album it was exclusively on her band camp you can mm -hmm. listen to it on like itunes and spotify it's available there now but for the longest time it wasn't mm -hmm. and she made it all she made it all herself the music her and titanic sinclair uh oh, produced right. it this guy they worked titanic with i wish yeah uh they worked with a university to come up with a way i don't know to make sounds that are good for sleeping so oh, that's <laughs> cool. yeah th th there there is some science science put uh put behind mm -hmm. it and then like on binaural beat type thing yeah then on november 17th is when she released another band camp exclusive titled adored and just that's another song again i didn't include but some people might yell at me if I don't mention it. <laughs> it's not until 2017 we get our first full-length Poppy album, and that's Poppy.computer. This is also when she drops that uh, drops the that in front of her name. So before all this, it was that Poppy, and now we're just going by the pop, Poppy. the Poppy moniker. Uh, she also this year signed to Mad Descent Records, which is Diplo's record label. That's mm -hmm. why you'll okay. see at one point he is a featured on featured a, on one, song. Uh, one yeah. of the songs. Uh, Poppy dot computer dropped on October sixth, twenty seventeen. But we get our first single from the record in February of twenty seventeen, titled "I'm Poppy." And I'll play that mm -hmm. for you guys real quick. It is the you know the title track, and it's very much uh, what I just called it. All you have to do is follow these steps. Say. There, there you have it very um very much going into that bubblegum realm that i mentioned before we get full on pop material here <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. um there's four singles off this album uh computer boy let's make a video interweb in my style and obviously what i just played here i'm poppy yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> This fucking album is wild. Yeah. Ross has some feelings. Now, now what you said before about what feels like an alien or something trying to make yeah. a pop album. Totally. I mean, like, this is like the 
the chrysalis. Like this is like the before the metamorphosis. Like it's um it's super culty, but like mm-hmm. not. I don't know, dude. Like part of like you the said culty, culty. Yeah. Like well, think of like how so. Um, the I'm Poppy music video has this like it's like the repetitive use of her name, mm-hmm. and then like entering this world and like embracing this blah blah. It feels like you're getting indoctrinated into some kind of like <laughs> red what? pill scenario. You know what I mean? Like it's, but it's, I mean, it's, it's super interesting. Ah, I didn't get that at all. And I love that song. I've listened to it a bunch. Oh no, dude. I, I like I'm Poppy album. is a banger. Like it's so good. It's no, but that's what makes it compelling. But it's just, I think it's the idea of repetitively using mm-hmm. her own name. Like this is the very alien pop version of like Mike Jones. Like this is this is method man. I was gonna say maybe it's just all the rap right. where they tell me their name a million times. Yeah. It doesn't strike me as unusual. No, I think no, but I think it's it's not necessarily I'm Poppy. It is the um, construct of the whole album because you kind of go with um, like Computer Boy is basically like she's in love with the internet. Some of those lines though. I want, like I want to turn what is it I want to turn your floppy disk into my my hard drive I want your floppy disk to be my hard drive I don't care and I won't change myself I don't want anybody else. I'm love with the man of the future I mean yeah just top tier top tier I mean but you also have these weird breakdowns like in um my microphone mm-hmm. there's like this really i think it's like a foreshadowing of certain stylistic choices to come but it's uh uh the, i think it's like this like she's like a meltdown right in, in yeah my trying mic- to find her microphone Where is yeah microphone mm-hmm. yeah, yeah but it gets like yeah, yeah, yeah. borderline psychotic and then goes back to like oh okay here we go <laughs> like, so Whoa. i mean she has said that like and you'll see next week a lot well i guess i don't know make maybe a little bit more sense when you watch some of the videos and how that progresses and tells the story with the music. She's always tried to say that, you know, the music is essentially the real her performing music and and doing her thing up there while the the videos are this more so persona of what Poppy is, which is one of the big reasons that I'm drawn into it is you could say the theatrics of it. I love a good theatrics mm. of something something that's very visually pleasing something that's very mm-hmm. i don't know bumblegum and can make make you dance around and stuff like that so mm-hmm. that's certainly while i was drawn in but i will say that like and she has said that this album is the m- one album that's most like what the video character and persona is totally. making the music as mm. opposed to going forward it might be a little bit more what her personality is to it her artistic mm-hmm musically Mm -hmm. is rather than that character making an album exactly so and even though obviously there there's themes that still play into it as well off of this i don't know do you you guys have any uh standouts for yourself i've it's funny because this has made me really think about like if i had to be asked the question what was my favorite song off of each album i I, i've been trying to think real hard about that because i constantly go back and forth but as i'd say new ears what is appealing which anything that is a standout to you so the two things that i wrote down on my first listen was i'm poppy and interweb um so on my first feeding it was those but now i really like the whole thing uh bleach 
bleach blonde baby gets stuck in my head um i like software up i mean i really do kind of like the whole album i i feel i i feel like it's a cleaning the house on a saturday morning album you're <laughs> sure. just kind of like dancing yeah. around uh-huh. cleaning um that's uh yeah that's no, no. where i land on it 100 <laughs> percent. ross any thoughts oh man i'm poppy is so just hypnotic that it's it's probably one of my favorites <laughs> lyrically computer boy is ridiculous and just mm-hmm. it works so well it's super super fucking funny um i would probably say the only one that i didn't really vibe with is let's make a video i don't okay it was just kind of like that's understandable i think maybe it was like i don't know i th- maybe it was too literal <laughs> right <laughs> it was right. just i felt like i was why i felt like i was watching a harmonized instructional video instead of like an actual song if that makes sense but no, 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 that, that does. It, I, I, I can agree yeah. that. I mean, it's, it's, I like, it's, it. I like, like, like Sam says, I like it, but yeah, I can see how it can be considered a lesser song. I agree with a lot about what you said. Uh, your pick, Sam bleach bond baby is one of my favorites, but ultimately I think it is off the album is going to be interweb, which, um, because of that, uh, I'll play a quick little, uh, for that for people that was a standout on my first listen that and i'm poppy and i'm poppy like pops in my head all the fucking time i forgot what my password is maybe it's password one two three i feel the technology be deep inside of me side of me these days i don't have far to go now but i got you on my screen That is interweb. Yeah, I, 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 I love the beat. I get vibing with it. It's it's fun. Um, the opening, yeah. yeah, yeah. Quite, quite enjoyable. I wasn't prepared for Fisherman and lyrically, but it works. I was like, what? Uh-huh. all right. Yeah, I'm going that's what I like about it. It's kind of like jarring because it's not what you expect, but you're like, it works. It yeah. still works. And it's very, mm-hmm. yes, this weird literal sense of what a pop song could be, you know, as if written by an Android, maybe. Yes. Um, mm. And that's the the persona you might start seeing from it. There's a lot of t- like kind of signals pointing towards that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you'll well, it's poppy.computer. Yeah, exactly. And you'll notice <laughs> the in- whole album's kind of about exploring mm-hmm. our relationships to computers and being almost becoming a computer yeah right exactly that makes sense on the song my style there's like a uh, almost robotic voice that sings sings along with it poppy is an object mm. um that's, oh, yeah, that's charlotte featuring charlotte yes i love that song as well um charlotte is a character that you'll see uh, appear in a lot of the videos but she is she's a mannequin and has quite a story arc <laughs> that that develops oh, there's a lot of interesting characters besides just poppy that pop up and and have all these weird stories too so i watched all this all the videos as requested and i don't think i picked up on anything <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, not necessarily the music videos, but like the the other the, stuff, the, we'll the YouTube the videos, content. we'll call with that. Uh, mm-hmm. You continue because the music videos, yeah, there's there's little things that you can see, but there's no real progression of what the story is uh, sure. that you could really, I guess, pick up on too much of. So all throughout this, leading up to the album and after, right after the album, uh, Poppy's releasing videos simultaneously on YouTube. So she's constantly producing videos and then producing music. And the way that she would release a lot of singles and stuff as well would just be spaced out. So that there was always content constantly coming, which was mm-hmm. very cool. And I guess, you know, also speaking towards, you know, the the culture and society that she was you know yeah since mocking the youtube world and living in yes um i constantly give you content give me likes give me subscribes and uh this world and playing to it and and it's it's working and (laughs) it's it's fun and different so there really isn't a long period of time where we aren't getting any new music or new content and then she goes on tour to promote the album and in march of 2018 releases a remix album called poppy.remixes um, which I didn't include and I to be honest haven't really listened to because I'm not always the biggest fan of remix albums so I yeah. just you know yeah. avoided it you got the original <laughs> exactly on October 31st 2018 Halloween Poppy releases her sophomore album Am I a Girl now just as before we get five singles from the album spaced out before the release so they're all leading up before that and those singles were In a Minute Time Is Up Fashion After All, Hard Feelings, and X. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I this, this is the point when this album drops is when I got into it. So if you want to know my history, this is when I first discovered Poppy. I did. I, I'm glad I waited. I was going to ask, like, can you let us know whenever yeah. you pop into the So I, I believe I had seen her appear on an episode. I think this is what happened of a show by uh called good mythical morning by rhett and link Mm -hmm. Mm. i think it was when she was on that i was like well this is interesting and kind of stored that in my brain and then this album dropped and it was a day before i was going to like work i was looking at you know what new albums came out and i was like okay this is interesting grab that put it on and proceeded to walk and commute to work and life was never the same it was, life was life certainly was never the same after that you're correct and this is she stated that this album focuses on questioning gender identity robots and expensive fashion and unlike her previous album as i mentioned before poppy.computer this is starting to step away from the cap the the character of poppy on most songs and is just more songs Mm -hmm. by you know uh, uh, an artist named poppy uh the first single off of it was in a minute so that was the first thing that we got from this new album
that's the first There's song. Brian walking through the New York City boom, streets. Boom, walking down the streets like, yeah. I got no. that strut in my step. And I was like, hmm, what's this? I remember being very, you know, intrigued, certainly. And it's, I'd say, still very much pop music. So we're, we haven't really ventured too far off the, the realm of what came before yet. Um, but this is certainly the album where we start to take our turn into what poppy becomes mm-hmm. um so yeah getting into this one i i would like to say i'd want to stick to the first uh half of the album because th- that's more um the pop part and then we'll talk about the next part in a second mm-hmm. leading up to the title track of am i a girl so any stand standout tracks i mean one of the popular ones is time is up that's the one featuring diplo and that is very much a I'm a robot and you're all doomed. <laughs> Sounding like track. <laughs> I don't know if you guys had any, um, you know, again, I'll bring the question back to you. What are, what are your, what are the tracks that stood out to you guys? I would definitely say "Time Is Up" because I was kind of like, "Well, wait, there's a music video for this. Let me check this out." And then I was like, "Oh, oh, I like this a lot. This is like if Cyberdyne had their own pop music department. I like that. I like <laughs> Skynet. Ha- I like right. Skynet yeah, yeah, yeah. having like their own like music t- department for other machines. <laughs> I like that." I have any feelings on the first half of this. So okay. I mean, yeah. I have not revisited this album yet. I've listened to Poppy Computer, and I disagree. After okay. I went through everything you said, those are the two that I've gone back to I gotcha. most mm-hmm. often. Um, so even the notes that I have on my first mm-hmm. listening to this, I I really don't know what they mean other than that. <laughs> I liked these songs the first time I heard them, you know, okay. but they're all on the second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. I mean, I think the first half is, yeah, as we said, it's very much pop. And then we start getting into the evolution and we get into the title track, Am I a Girl? That is very much a tonal change from what we have heard before. Um, yeah. We're getting mm-hmm. a lot Huge. of pop music, which I, I love. There's a few tracks that I definitely love a lot in the first half of this album. Uh, Aristocrat, I don't know. I, I like that one a lot, and I like Hard Feelings a lot. Girls in Bikinis is an interesting one that got like some traction on TikTok for for a little bit. It's the latter half, though, right? The latter half, uh, we'll get into it, is Am I a Girl, um, Play Destroy, and X. That's what I consider the latter... The, it's like the last three... It's like three songs. That's not a latter half. Well, it's the last change in it everything before that is what i was saying is like more of like the pops is pop and then it starts and then we get okay the, the interlude well, then, and then we get the the change into the last three songs okay well then i do have stuff to say about the first half because it's hard feelings girls in bikinis okay. and the rapture there are three oh yeah rapture songs ball. in a row mm-hmm. were the songs that stood out to me that i liked but that's like over way over halfway through that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, I, I guess I phrased it wrong. I meant I was trying to say up until that title track, talk about that stuff, and then we, gotcha. we got to the last part. But yes, so yeah, I, no, I, those I, three songs I are the ones that mm-hmm. I wrote down as 
liking on the first go round, so to speak? No, I definitely agree with you. I love, um, like we said, hard feelings and the rapture ball quite a bit. And it's yeah, different than what poppy.computer was, but still felt the same and poppy and fun. But then, yeah, as we said, we'll listen to Am I a Girl and I guess get our feelings on, on that one. I want to be a girl in all the normal ways. Pose for a photograph, put on my pretty face. Think I'm not a boy, I'd always have to pay. Pretend that I was strong and never got afraid. Please don't complicate me. I don't understand. Sometimes I'm feminine, sometimes I'm masculine. Don't evaluate me as woman or man. It's keeping me awake. Can't differentiate. Okay, so yeah, I think um, you know you got a good sense of that. It starts kind of popish again in the beginning, but then yeah, you all of a sudden have guitars and drums kicking in quite a bit harder and turns into you know more of a rock song. Which yeah, however you mm-hmm. feel about how that song actually is, it is quite a bit of a tonal change because then we go into Play Destroy, which is featuring Grimes. Which I don't know if you're familiar with her music, you probably at least no. know who her who her is and i'm sorry yes. and i don't uh i don't remember what she identifies as if she is a her oh sorry if the pronoun is incorrect but grimes is if if you're not aware married or was married to elon musk i, I don't know what their current their thing is going on has 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 child with elon musk as well um they mm-hmm. were on that song together and poppy was supposed to be on a song with grimes but they did not get along and there was some beef that happened so that didn't end up happening interesting interesting so then and the album ends with x and yeah how do you guys feel about what happens here i mean it gets totally not totally different but quite different especially the last song um yeah than what we have been used to before and i'm not sure if you watched the video for x as well you know oh no i didn't i did it's a whole different motif than this what's been light, fluffy, cute happiness thing going on before. It's, um, I mean, it's a really interesting choice to have kind of a pop album and then introduce guitars in Am I a Girl and then with Play Destroy and X and then just having just an onslaught <laughs> of like almost interesting metal. last song too. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it took me as it was very jarring for me at first and it honestly took me a second to like it. And then once I did, I really liked it. X, I enjoy and like. It's not my my favorite of them. One of my favorite songs off the album is Am I a Girl? I have grown to really like that song quite a bit. And this, it's tough to say what my favorite would be off the whole album. I'm going to go with that. Oh, I don't know. 
I don't know. Do you have a pick for this album? Your favorite that you would say, recommend for, for Am I a Girl? I'm going with the Rapture Ball. That's what I'm picking. Mine's one of the one, one of, of the three, three that I you said, said exactly. Okay, it's hard for me yeah, to say. That's fine. That's fine. Oh man, I would say time is up. Or honestly, um, I think it's because of just the how it sounds. Um, Chic chick, chick is yeah is such an itch. I don't know. It's not necessarily because it's my favorite song, but just the. It just sounds interesting for my ears. Chic just chick, chic I'm chick. a chic chick. I'm a chic chick. If you don't like it, suck my dick. Yes. I was just, yeah, it's just hilarious. It's very simple, but it's just like, oh, this just sounds fun. Yeah, you would like that. So you. <laughs> something about the way this hits my ears. My something about the way this chic chick hits my ears. So yeah, we get that, that, that change in direction here. Then on June 28th, 2019 is when Poppy released her second EP, Choke which was the last release under Mad Descent before leaving the label in July of 2019. Now, was this the NXT soundtrack? One? No, not yet. Okay. Um, this one features the singles Voicemail, Scary Mask, and Choke as well. Mm-hmm. So Voicemail is the one that came out first. And we're like, I remember being like, okay, it seemed like with X, it was this heavy metal direction. And then Voicemail came out and it felt like this very, hey, we kind of comparing it to die ant word but that's what it looked and felt like if you watch the video i don't know if you're familiar with the video i can't feel my fingers i can't feel my toes there's blood on my necklace and blood on my clothes i called up the police that voice smells full i guess i'm just out here i'm on my own So yeah, you'll notice in that video, it's, you know, she's wearing crazy white contacts at some point and all blacked out contacts. It's all black and mm-hmm. white and variations of rooms that are either all black or all white. So stylistically, we're still kind of, that's what I feel like consistently, the videos still all feel the same. And yeah. that's probably due mm-hmm. to the fact of Titanic Sinclair's direction and what he was doing with because he's still on at this point. Yeah, it's gonna start getting a little bit well, wavy. It's I feel like all a lot of the time she's just staring, sort of stone faced, mm-hmm. staring at the camera. So I feel like that adds a lot to the right feeling the same. Right, it still feels <laughs> totally. the same, even though I guess visually it is different. But the same, there, there's a lot, of, a lot of that going on. There's I a feel lot like of similarities. There also, that um, almost like blown out amp, heavy, deep bass in the beginning of the song mm-hmm. sounds like a lot of the beginning of like Diane words. That, songs. Yeah. 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 Very similar. Yeah. And then you get things like scary mask coming off of it, which is very much all of a sudden back into something that's very almost new metal and going that direction. It's featuring, mm-hmm. um, I wrote his, Stephen Harrison of the band fever three, three, three or three thirty three or three hundred thirty. I don't, I don't know what, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> how they're how these kids are saying it. But yeah, so that's very much influenced from, you know, what he does in there. And it it was again a very different song. But I I remember at the time when a lot of these were coming out, I don't know if I I just felt so jarred by what happened totally. at first. I was I very didn't, curious. I wanted to listen more and like develop how I really felt about it. One way or another, I don't think I had an opinion usually right away. And it was something that like grew on me. 
I'm very curious how the Poppy fan community responded to this change. Yeah, we can <laughs> dive into. I mean, we'll talk about it as we go. They, I'm sure, but they're on board with this for the most part. And at this point, there's something still going. I believe it's still going called Poppy Church. It was this online interactive, <laughs> like it almost looked like these rooms that were like. 8-bit looking and you could like go throughout each room you would click on I believe you would click on menus you would go to each room there are secret ways to go into secret rooms and they're all like based around being a chat room and you had your own you know your own name and you okay. had your own room which you could decorate and then friends could visit and it was just a community um interesting yeah 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 so we'll get into that i'll show that i'll show you i don't think i have a picture of my room but i can show you my character when i ascended when it got shut when down I it was this whole I, thing when i ascended <laughs> and so what so wait hold on a second brian we'll get there we'll get is there this is this is this entire thing to indoctrinate us into the church of Poppy? no 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 but you got to watch the videos next week before next <laughs> oh my god just just watch the videos and just, then you'll love everything as much as videos. i love just watch Listen the videos to the music and we'll get there watching the videos <laughs> i assure um, you there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong it's all perfectly fine so yeah that that that's going on at the time and the reception seemed pretty good everyone was on board with how things were changing some people were like you know i love the the old bubbly and cute stuff i'm okay that she's experimenting with all this weird stuff but they mm. a lot there were people that were like i wish it kind of stayed the more pop music aspect yeah, to fair. it more poppy uh-huh and then but then some people got on board by the more heavy aspect so yeah at this right. point just a month after uh choke comes out she releases a graphic novel titled genesis one and this we'll get into next week it tells kind of like more origin story to the character and along okay. with that came this uh their second ambient album titled i see you music to read to so the first album was music to sleep to this is music to read to and I'll listen to some of this <laughs> yeah and it's just ambient music hang out it is i mean just chill. she also made this with titanic yep d-bag yeah. yep 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 january 10th 2020 is when we get our next full-length album and that's i disagree oh on choke i wanted to say oh, before yes. we're totally past it um i have not gone back to it but it is the one that in my notes was the one that i liked the whole thing like i didn't really have anything to say about it but i liked all the songs for whatever reason i haven't gone back to it but i really like it as an album it was only released i'll talk i'm trying to since save merch talk towards the end or an album talk it was released on a cassette and oh, that's yeah. like a lot of her merch is like was kind of limited and so within the community it's worth a bit that cassette like is one of the sure. the hot items to find and usually if goes on like the the sites for at least a hundred to two hundred dollars or so mm-hmm. or what was you know an eight dollar cassette yeah um mm-hmm. My copy, I opened up and I've played it. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's what I think I've done with most of mine. 
so I Disagree comes out January 10th, which is from our recording date just uh, a couple days ago. So that's the anniversary, like two years ago that came out at this point. And I remember the months leading up to this, we had our kind of a bunch of singles coming out. The singles were Concrete, then I Disagree, then Blood Money, then Fill the Crown, and finally Anything Like Me. Those were coming out, yeah, at least I think about in September leading up to the album. So again, we're getting kind of every a lot of stuff spaced out at this point as well. And I think towards after this is when a lot of the videos on YouTube start not appearing as much and it's focusing more, more so on the music. This is also oh, okay. the point in which it's late 2019 that her and Titanic break up and in the relationship and everything. So he still has writing and producing credit on this. So he did write and produce and help with this album. But after this point, they are, are separated. So okay. by the time it actually released, I disagree or kind of during, during it? it happens during it. Um, okay. And during it, she's on tour with bring me the horizon and sleeping with sirens doing like a mini tour thing. Interesting. Promoting choke and, ultimately the new stuff that's coming out with i disagree it did really well i mean it it peaked on like billboard top 200 not too high like 130 i think it said Mm -hmm. but the most notably i believe it's blood money um got nominated for a grammy uh for like heavy rock or whatever it is yeah the heavy musical performance or whatever the fuck they call it best metal performance at the 63rd annual grammy awards that's what it is yeah but it ross uh, it lost to uh bum rush by body count uh <laughs> which is fine that's Not great but she ended up being it was the first it was her first ever grammy nomination but and she was also the first female solo artist to be nominated in the category that i believe <laughs> not a lot of solo females in the metal community yeah and this is when she gets onto sumerian records so she's on a metal I saw that label at this point, which is on the same label as like uh, a returning band of ours between the bear and me. So (laughs) it's um, she gets a lot more press towards it in the metal community. So more people jump on that way, but maybe lose a little bit and towards the the bubblegum era with it. So it takes this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're again in a big tonal shift. I feel like we're starting to get heavier with it. So how do you feel about it at this point? Way heavier. Mm hmm. It's tough. I was afraid going into this that I wasn't going to like it because I'm pretty sure I gave it a shot once mm-hmm. and didn't. Mm-hmm. And I it, maybe because it's so different or oftentimes like genre blending to this degree with metal can really not work or seem forced or bad or mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, I, I, I like it now. <laughs> like I said, this is the album that I've the other album I've returned to and listened to a bunch um on the first listen i know concrete stood out to me what else um 
I said, Phil the Crown has Romstein vibes. <laughs> Sit Stay is a Matrix song. I stand by that. And uh, yes. Sick of the Sun and Go Outside, the last two songs, I really love, especially Sick of the Sun. Sick of the yeah. Sun. Um, I was going to say, that's the mm-hmm. highlight of the album for me. But I I really like the the whole thing. Um, it's 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 good. Again, it's a bit. I'm almost still adjusting at times, and it's weird that they're bandmates with Between the Buried and Me because the how quickly the tone shifts of the song sometimes reminds me of them <laughs> in a way. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, it's um, it's certainly. It it was so different and 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 I was welcoming every minute of it. I loved seeing this this evolution of this whole persona. And in real time, we're seeing you know the unfortunately we're have, we're also able to watch her break up with her longtime partner who had collaborated with so much on this. So it was seeing a lot of I don't know. You could almost feel like while this album was being written there's a lot of emotion (laughs) being Mm -hmm. put into it and that gets Mm -hmm. translated throughout. And I feel like, you know, leading up to it, there's obviously problems lead up to the end of relationships. So that's why you feel so much like heavier with it. Mm -hmm. It's a lot lot more meaning behind it now. (laughs) I feel like personally, because the Mm -hmm. last video that uh, Titanic Sinclair directs for her is the video for blood money. And that's like their last project that they really announced that they worked on together. And then after yeah. that point, it's all kind of separated. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's interesting to me, like you say, and I disagree as well. I feel like there's a lot of these songs where she's directly speaking to him and he's just sitting in there, la dot like, oh, this is fun. Look at this video. Let's make this and not understanding that she's like, I, I, I'm done with whatever this relationship was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the, you know. Right what I've been through with everything. I disagree, everything you believe is a tragedy. I disagree with the way you keep preaching insanity. I disagree with all of the reasons you're mad at me. I disagree, everything in your life is a tragedy. I don't want to throw out all the allegations that were surrounding it, but she, you know, basically accused him of being emotionally abusive and manipulative. Mm-hmm. when she was out you know doing all sorts of things and i mean obviously it's if you kind of look at it in the way that it was like taking a person and maybe had an idea and totally crafting them into something 
different. Like, I mean, it was yeah. just like, I'm, I'm going to make you into this perfect Android creature thing. <laughs> well, it's, and that's interesting like... that, it's interesting that she covers tattoo, which I'm mm-hmm. assuming was after the uh, Titanic stuff. Cause yes. it's more recent and she pretty much, it's not that different, which kind of disappointed me um, from the original, but it, Maybe it shows she likes the original, but it's interesting because I actually love that album, T-A-T-U, Tattoo, however Mm -hmm. you want to say it. I love that album, and it's weird going back now. I revisited it maybe a year or two ago, and I want to know more about the producer because the production on it is part of what I love so much. And essentially, he was this guy who took these two young girls and forced them to make them pretend they were in a relationship. Mm-hmm. It was like a totally abusive molding, mm-hmm. right. putting out this product thing that the guy was doing. So it, interesting that that kind of ma- happened to her in some way. And then she covered uh-huh. a like 25-year-old band that did it or 20-year-old, whatever it is. It was neat to see because she did that, covered that. I saw that on the I Disagree tour. So then when that came out, it was exciting to have that come out because she has also been known for doing a lot of covers. When she when I saw her on the Am I a Girl tour, she covered uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall and the uh, a cranberry song i can't remember not zombie oh that's um, interesting because flux gives me some cranberries vibes. exactly so uh, we'll, we'll get into flux in a second so i want to like push forward a little bit quick so i disagree I, I i mean i love the album and then we get eat which is in my consideration the the heaviest of the albums um at least with the first couple songs <laughs> um this is the nxt soundtrack started doing mm-hmm. uh stuff with wwe for a little bit where she would do like these performances and play these new songs on there and then kind of surprised released eat on uh april of 2021 so not too long ago at this point oh, okay i don't have anything to say on eat it struck me as being very aggressive and i was like oh that's for wrestling that makes sense mm-hmm. i think i i'm pretty sure i liked it but i just i only gave it that once over. No, Eat is really good. I like um, Breeders because mm-hmm. Breeders almost has a, and not in a um, more of a parallel than a takeaway, uh, it has very like Nine Inch Nails vibes. And I really like the progression of that song a lot. Um, God, yeah. Because it's very, it's very her, but it's also, it, it's, it's kind of, um, it's dabbling into like industrial which I really right. like a lot because it's those those little nodes in this album I think is really cool because there's like I love metal but it is kind of interesting especially with what she's going with with this album to get a little more industrial in the edges and I like I, I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool with this album yeah no she definitely mixes in industrial bits the more I listened to it again it grew on me at first I was like whoa <laughs> heavy and then then it grew on me and then like i said the last kind of two songs in my opinion kind of flow into what flux becomes and when when her dropped i was totally on board so so yeah eat say cheese those were all like pretty heavy and then in my opinion 
the last two songs on that soundtrack really start to, I feel, tonally change and head us towards the Flux era and what that does. <laughs> mm. um, Flux is the fourth full-length album, and that was released on September of 2021. So this, the singles of this one is Her, Flux, and uh, So Mean. Her was, the, yeah, the first one that came out. And when I heard this, I was... I immediately loved it because it sounded completely different than what we were listening to before and I was mm -hmm. ready for that so So that's her. Uh, we're still getting, you know, guitars and like actual, you know, drums and band sounding stuff as opposed to the produced pop music type stuff. But in my opinion, it sounds very reminiscent of 90s alternative. Yeah, very alternative music. <laughs> the words right out of yeah. my mouth. 90s alt rock, garbage, cranberries. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. And going back to kind of working out what it was like to be this persona of poppy and in my opinion working with titanic and being in that relationship the first lyrics of this are give her a face give her a name that isn't hers then make her yours say she's adored call her a whore then pick her up throw her on the floor so like yeah. it's almost wow. a very little representation of what like i feel like the relationship was, was put on and oh. what what she kind of explained it, it was like mm -hmm. so I feel like this album is very personal. At this time, she gets into a relationship with uh, another artist called Ghost Main and actually get engaged. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> they got engaged. That relationship oh, wow. has since uh, fizzled out. Um, it like I don't want to be like, I, I knew it wasn't going to last, but the rebound is never going to be the... <laughs> the forever one i mean it was right after this like long ass relationship anyway <laughs> um so yeah the, the next one that released was the title track flux and then we got so mean and this whole album still very much feels in that 90s alternative was mm -hmm. grungy mm -hmm. girl power lullapalooza yes it feels very lullapalooza yes mm -hmm. and i love it a lot of people were at first not i think happy with her and weren't on board with this album and there's still uh, some holdout to it a lot of the metalhead people that like the stuff before wish it was still the metal stuff and didn't mm -hmm. really like this so the reception's been kind of mixed from what i've been seeing this tour has obviously been postponed many times over um sure so we're still waiting to get new tour dates on that she said there might be something coming soon but yeah, how do you feel about Flux? I mean, like we said, it's it totally changes our like from the heavier like stuff yeah. and just into something a little bit more mellow. I feel it's a little bit more, I don't know, maybe toned down but personal still of yeah. what's been going on. <laughs> well, it's almost like um, kind of feels, especially having the playlist that you gave us kind of going in those. It, I feel like there's just this like ebbs and flows of what her creativity mm -hmm. is. So having this like fully robotic thing leading into kind of like more of rock and roll which led into this huge crescendo of like metal and then i feel like the the wave hit and this is kind of the subsiding 
kind of like tied afterwards where it's like, all right, I got th- through this kind of anger phase. Let me mm-hmm. go and get something a little more personal and a little still edgier, but not as edgy as like metal. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much almost where we have left it until today as the day of recording a couple hours ago, she released a new song and what? this has been like, like I said, there's recently been like the kind of like known announcement of her breakup with with ghost main and she's been like releasing like these almost meditation podcast things that are a couple minutes long there's only four of those um just experimenting a little bit so today we got this my cat my cat my cat dirty dirty kitty It, it's, it, I didn't know they made music in the Matrix. Yeah, we're, no, we're, we're back is, to um, Matrix. Dude, this is straight up Lords of Acid. Did you ever listen to Lords of Acid? I no. didn't. I didn't. Uh, it's but like it a 90s... Sounds like the right time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like if... Um, Brothers, Dust Brothers. It's weird. It's like techno, but also singing and like 90s kind of... And a lot of, right. a lot of the... Uh, lyrics were all sexually based sure i mean she's i don't been doing like a lot of 90s stuff she right like i'm gonna do some new metal mm-hmm. i'm gonna do some alt mm-hmm. rock now i'm gonna do some industrial blade, music. blade yes. matrix music no exactly and it's again i think experimenting and playing with it the the cat that this song is about is she has a cat named pie that's the one that you see right there <laughs> um so yeah i don't know if this is the direction that we're going for music wise or what's going to really happen from here um i think it's you know just been also a lot of like everyone cooped up <laughs> yeah <just laughs> you know crazy. not she, she has been postponing all of her tour dates so she hasn't been going on tour or anything like that so it's just creating new stuff new videos are finally starting to be posted again um mm-hmm. so that that's we'll get into that again again more next week but that's kind of how we're going to end this one that's where the music ends for now um i want to end this episode i know i went like super duper long (laughs) um but no this was this was fun this is such an interesting journey because this is so unlike any other pop star progression i feel well, that's what so, I was really excited for is for you to see, like, and try to lay it out for you, the chronologically, how this project evolved to what journey. It, the journey of it. Cause it's, it's definitely interesting. And I, I mean, a lot of people, I don't know how many got to really experience it from the start. A lot of the original fans obviously have, they yeah. first mm-hmm. discovered Poppy when, you know, a video came out of her saying her name for 10 minutes and was like, I'm on board right. with this. It was just there forever. <laughs> Sold. 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 Even before that, like the people that talk about like all these, all this 
crazy deep cuts and unreleased things. And I mean, I don't go that far into it as much as I, I love everything about the project and yeah. the, 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 the whole persona and everything about it. It's yeah. I, I, I don't know as much of the, the weird deep cuts. So that, that, that that's yeah. To see that progression from bubblegum pop to industrial, whatever we just <laughs> listen yeah. to. Um, so like, techno state that's mm-hmm. it's, it's really cool it's really interesting it's cool seeing uh her take on different types of influential music and mm-hmm. have that sandbox to play so you don't not yeah. really confined by one musical genre you can kind of do your interpretation of each one i think that's that's super cool yeah so that's it that's part one that's the music next week i said we'll get into the videos and the 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 culture of it also once again thank you for joining me both of you on that journey and all of you out there on this journey i hope you enjoyed it let me know what you think have you heard of poppy before have you experienced this journey have you heard of our lord and savior poppy yeah, yeah, Long yeah. Don't worry. I'll, I'll post all the videos you need to watch, you know, and just, you know, make sure you have your headphones on, dark room, staring at the screen, and it'll be, it. it'll be perfect and, and love everywhere. So we will take a break real quick and be right back. And we're back. Thank you so much for hanging in there and and joining us in this last little bit here. We're going to jump into our Woodier Rathers to wrap this episode up. So I'm going to start you guys off. I I went to our our lovely page of Reddit and found Mm. another one for you here. So pretty simple, but which sense would you want to upgrade? So meaning (laughs) smell. You can identify exactly what you're smelling down to the components. So you can ID every ingredient in a cake, etc., like just by, by smelling it. And you'll be able to replicate it. Hearing. You have super hearing. You can hear frequencies not typically audible to humans and can hear from long distances, essentially anything within sight. So if you can see something far away, you can tune your ear in and, and hear it. Touch. Similar to smell, you'll be able to ID anything you come in contact with and know how to replicate it. I don't know what it really means by replicating it. Like, right. (laughs) Like I touch a desk and I know how to make a desk. I don't know. (laughs) Taste. You can change the taste of any item or completely remove a taste. Want healthy foods to taste like fast food? You can do that. Sight. Thermal sight. Less than... 100 feet and can see with a five times magnification zoom (laughs) edit a lot of people are asking if you can turn it off the answer is yes but it's with practice 
so you can probably get the hang of using your ability within a couple hours, but you may have some issues until you truly master it within a couple days. So this is like movie montage timeline, oh, wow. like you're, you're mastering powers <laughs> pretty quickly. All right, Push so there it is. To the limit. Ultimately, what sense would you like to heighten? Smell, hearing, touch, taste, or sight? Mm. I feel like taste would almost be the best in the sense of for personal use of, again, being able to eat anything like incredibly healthy and just having it taste like anything just else. Anything you want. Yeah. That's a, that's mm-hmm. a pretty good one. I like the sight one. Sight's good too. The being Having thermal sight and five times magnification zoom. I don't know why you'd want predator vision, but just the idea of <laughs> having predator want, vision uh-huh. is fucking... All right, I'm in. It might be good for a survival situation, Sam. That's true. That's true. Um, hearing that's true. as well. Hearing might be good. If you really could tune that in. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming all this stuff you can tune t- as needed. Right. You know, exactly. Pra- so. Practice makes perfect. Honestly, I was. It's tough. I was thinking smell. Okay. Because I've always wanted to know what it would be like to smell like a dog and not smell like, you know, like a wet dog, but be able to smell something and be like, oh, this guy just left this place three blocks away where they were mm-hmm. drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes or whatever. Right, right. Interesting. Um, interesting. So I don't know if it's that fine-tuned or not. It if seems to be. If you can ID be, every ingredient in a cake I, I might go smell. that just because oh. it's fascinating. Sam the yeah. human bloodhound. I love mm-hmm. it. <laughs> all right ross what are you going with sam pick and smell what are you picking? oh i'm uh i'm doing sight i gotta have predator vision you're doing you're doing your predator vision all right i think i'm gonna go with taste just because it's pretty I'd cool like to, that's a pretty yeah good i mean if i could just make whatever taste like whatever that that's good in a survival situation too imagine like having to eat, I eat something. lettuce all the time but it tastes like pizza exactly <laughs> mm, pizza lettuce People sitting over there eating your real pizza. I just got like, you could take like, oh, that could be so much more economical. I mean, if I'm just sitting here eating lettuce and it tastes like pizza. Yeah. That's cheaper. (laughs) You know how much money I'd save? (laughs) Precisely. So there you have it. All right, Sam, what's your, what's your would you rather question? Yeah, my would you rather, let's find out. I would say that my would you rather is, would you rather, oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> would you rather go would you rather go deep sea diving or bungee jumping deep sea diving Ooh, bungee jumping sorry i knew that too quickly um yeah i, I, I don't I, think I, of course i knew how that deep would sea? be yours because you don't like deep sea yeah that's terrifying i don't, know, I don't like understand heights. deep sea diving yeah well i don't like heights either i that's a tough one i I got to do one of them, I guess. You're the one that presented this. We got to do one of them. So, yeah. Um, I just picked it, picked it randomly. What kind of bungee jumping I don't know. is it? Like, what is deep sea diving? You're not in a, a submarine? You're no, just you're, you're diving. Deep sea diving is in like you're, you're got a, you know, your scuba tank and you're hanging around and you might visit a coral reef or go it's even like deeper. It's like in the movie like Shipwrecks and you go down or, to an underground base all, all right. the way oh, deep. So like the giant Aquanaut suit? Mariana's Trench or wherever. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you need something to keep you from being crushed if you're deep sea diving. Yeah. You're trying to find pirate doubloons. I don't know. If we're in a large body of water more than five feet down, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, um, I am. I but it's terrifying. I'll, I'll jump off. Uh, as long as it's not like set up at the county fair bungee jumping. Yeah, if no, it's a more permanent bungee jumping spot, I think I'd be more okay with. No that. offense to any <laughs> of our carny listeners, 
but you did never do the carnival. <laughs> never do the carnival. Sorry, guys, jumping. we're not going to do it. We're not going to do no it. No offense to you, carnies. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I think that one's pretty settled. Then, Ross, did you have a final uh, question to wrap us up here? Yeah, um, we saw a lot of curious critters in Psycho Goreman. We did. If you had to be changed into one of these creatures, which creature would you be? Can we choose Psycho Goreman, or is he not? He's off the table. No, you cannot be the destructor of the universe. You have to be the someone else. Okay, okay. That's a good question. I don't know. Any one of the monsters. So our options are all the people at the castle or the council. Who else? I mean, I there's I think uh, all of the uh, I think all of the henchmen, or his, the, the, the henchmen. The, what was it, Sam? Yeah, the paladins of Obsidian. Yes, yep, there it is. They're, those are pretty uh, good. You know what? This is who we're going to be. I guess you could be the brain tentacle kid. Yeah, I'm going to be or melted inside out cop. <laughs> I'm going to be the guy. God, I wish I remember his name. That gets his face ripped off. That's oh, the robotic the, guy. The, the yeah, very yeah, suave yeah. robot guy. He was funny. Guy. Yeah, the suave yeah. robotic guy. Because nice. there was some quip in there about, like, you know what you did, and you knew you would oh, yeah. do it. Like, I, to could him. Never, I could never trust you. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. So, yeah, I'll be him, the mustachioed gold robot he guy. He also had a talking uh, bird. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. There was also a robot, right? Yes. Yeah. There was yes. Like a robot yes, bird? Yes, yes, yes. Of course. I, uh, I think I would be the guy from the council that we talked about. And the tube with the brain okay. and like yeah. eyeballs and teeth. Right. The one that volunteers to shoot himself with Slendy. Yeah, to kill <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Ross, who are you picking? Um, it's kind of an oddball character. I, one of the henchmen, mm-hmm. the um, earth, the one that has the, uh, the rose pulled out of the heart. Oh, okay. Because he's oh. just like, it, or they are made of complete like tombstones and dirt yeah. and it just it looked like a weird graveyard golem and i was mm-hmm. like that looks pretty cool or would you yeah, yeah, like that would be brand like. for you yeah i love it i love it so there you have it that is our i don't know we'll call this one an extended play in the half episode yeah but thank you so much for tuning in we we appreciate it as always mm-hmm. very thank very you, much listeners. we love you we, we, we love you, you and thank you guys we, so much we couldn't we could do this without you and that was the plan was to do and it without do. you and we <laughs> kind of do <laughs> but thank you for being there uh and, and and listening uh if you do so there you have it we're gonna end on that note and go ahead remember to follow all of us you can go ahead and follow chuddle the ross that's ross's instagram handle follow sam at chuddle the sam on instagram and twitter follow me at chuddle with at chuddle the brian with a y because why not on instagram and twitter and follow all of us at chuddle the pod on instagram and twitter or email us at shuttlethepod at gmail.com. Send us your recommendations. We'd love to hear them. And you know what? Until next time, we'll be waiting. I'm Poppy. 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 I'm Poppy.
I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy.